What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is the super talented Mr. Joel Thomas. Hello, hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... We're working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, topic ideas. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, MoGraph.com. Check us out there. TikTok's still going strong. Yeah, Dave, you're doing Need some good Need to get some TikToks. more followers. I'm getting, in a, I'm getting in a race with my daughter to get followers on TikTok right now. <laughs> I think she was beating us last night. So got to work on that. So um, asking for some subscribers there. Email us if you have an idea for the show. I know it's summertime, and it's very slow. It's a lull. Nobody's doing anything, laying around, I guess, uh-huh. at the beach. Who knows? Going on their first vacation in almost two years. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. baby. Going to be gone for yeah. two weeks. Matt's going to be gone. We, we've got... Uh, there will be one show that we'll miss. I think we might put an evergreen in there, because we have quite a few evergreens. I think we'll probably put in the... Uh, camp uh, follow-up show that we did. It was a late-night, like, fireside reunion that we did one Thursday oh, night. Yeah, that has yeah, not yeah. been put in the stream. So if, if you didn't catch that, yeah, that was a good one. It's <laughs> the one where we were trying to get uh, uh, Ryan Summers' microphone working the right. whole time. That but was like uh, a discussion we discussion about a- the, the, like, after pandemic, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Or yeah. during pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like what's been going on and how people have adapted. And yeah. it, was it was a good show. And um, so Joel is here. This is yes. going to be a fun show. Will if be. you if you know Joel already, you'll notice that his hair is gone. It's a big deal. Yeah, if you saw any of the um, what you, what you call it the, the promos, those, promos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the word. <laughs> yeah, is early for and me? <laughs> my question is: Did you lose your graphic skills when you did that? I hope not. You know, yeah. I hope not. You know, the uh, territory hopes not, but. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but, you, uh, you donated them, though, right? Yeah. Um, you donated the locks. Yeah. You know, was, there's two good reasons for doing it. You know, one is, you know, I get to, you know, donate it because, you know, I didn't need it. There's a lot of hair. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, a heat wave came by here, and I was very right. thankful to have gotten rid of it by then because otherwise yeah. I'm not sure I would have been Ooh. here today. <laughs> Yeah. I would have fried to a crisp or just lost yeah. all of my liquids in my body by sweating. <laughs> so hot. You're not quite as metal looking anymore, but at least you're yeah. cool. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just a few things I wanted to talk about real quick in our, our usual week wrap here is, um, first of all, because like Matt said, he's going out of town, we will have a show next Monday on the podcast. It, it will be pushed out as usual but we will be recording it on this stream on thursday yes it's the usual time but it's on a thursday mm-hmm. tori bryant will be there i'm very excited about that show i've been looking forward to it because it's very much i feel like some of the stuff we're going to talk about is kind of off the beaten path you know we're trying to kind of move into these other areas talking to somebody about architectural rendering right now and some other things so um that'll be fun and so make sure you check that out uh, something else I was going to say about that. Uh, probably not. 
I guess I said everything. <laughs> uh, new courses. We got new courses coming out. We've got two of them. We are very close to being in beta for Caitlin's course. And then Brandon's RTX course is in beta starting this week. Now, I've already put a call out on the Slack, and I believe I already have enough beta testers for it. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't mean we're done getting beta testers. Um, we're going to send some of that out and get that going this week. And I will post in there if we need any more beta testers, probably in the general channel. And then if you're interested, I'll add you to the beta channel. So mm-hmm. uh, we have all of those people lined up. It's it's going to be it's it's a great course. Um, just I, I don't even know how to describe like I just sit there in awe looking at some of his stuff and I'm like how is this Aww. real time <laughs> in awe Aww. it's Aww. exciting time real time and uh, yeah so you'll see a promo for that coming up pretty soon as well with a little <coughs> teaser of what's in the course and man it's just so great so um, we'll do a show as well we're gonna do a a course launch show with Brandon and uh, possibly Windbush and some other people too. So look for that. Uh, that'll probably be, gosh, it, it. here's the problem. We got a lot of specials we want to do and yeah. things, but not a lot of time coming up because of yes. camp and all. So, um, Meanwhile, uh, we've got two scholarship programs that we are announcing to get a, a copy of uh, either the Houdini course or the Unreal course. And uh, we are not officially launched uh, until later this week, but... So, so if you go to the site, you're you're not going to see it yet. But I did want to play these because I have a feeling that by the time most people hear this podcast, this is going to be out. So uh, let's just play those real quick. Hey, everyone. We're excited to announce our new Creating the Unreal scholarship program for 3D designers looking to break into the world of Unreal production. What up, what up? Wimbush here. And today I'm excited to announce that we're giving away two scholarships to my course on MoGraph.com. If you want in, it's easy. All you have to do is submit a demo reel, about 30 seconds to a minute about who you are and why you're ready to create the Unreal. Winners will be judged by a panelist of artists in the industry, including yours truly, and the winner will receive a copy of my course. Just go to MoGraph.com slash scholarship to get all the details and sign up. So good luck to you guys out there, and as always, stay fresh, keep creating, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Now, I'm going to go play some arcade games. Peace. Uh, Winbush and his uh, game cabinet, that's pretty sweet. I like his Simpsons he's got back there. Uh, so that's Winbush's promo, and we've also got one uh, for, for Mark as well. I think people will find this pretty funny. Hey, everyone. We're excited to announce the new MoGraph Houdini Scholarship Program thanks to two generous donors, Sanjay Shah and Jeff Burns. If you're an intermediate 3D designer looking to break into the world of Houdini... This program is for you. That's right. We are giving away four scholarships. All you have to do is submit your demo reel as well as a 30-second to one-minute video about who you are and why you're not afraid to tackle stopping afraid of Houdini. Or why you're not afraid to not be afraid of Houdini. No longer afraid to be afraid of Houdini. Uh, Why you're... not be afraid of Houdini. Ready to no longer be afraid... To be afraid of Houdini. Afraid of... You're not afraid of Houdini. Why you're... Why you're not afraid to not be afraid of Houdini. Not Ready to start to stopping... not be afraid of Houdini. Why you're not afraid of Houdini. What he said. Anyway, the entries are going to be judged by a panel of artists in the industry, and the winner is going to receive a copy of Stop Being Afraid of Houdini, as well as a one-year indie license to Houdini. Just go to MoGraph.com slash scholarship for all the details. 
sweet. That one was fun to make. Uh, Joel probably Joel hasn't seen these before. I probably should have showed them to you before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's funny, guys. Uh, I don't know. I, never, I don't. Know. I did. I wasn't. I was trying to see. lead read lips, yeah. but I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the guests cannot hear what we're we're putting out on the show. So, um, I I think it's going to be really cool because we're approaching these uh, scholarships with with some. Um, with some NFT stuff. So we'll talk about that later on in the, in the drop. And uh, there was something else I was going to mention about that too. Um, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, it's the judges. There, there's going to be judges for this, uh, judging the applicants. And so on the Unreal side, it's going to be Winbush and it's going to be Gabby. She's, she was on one of the, um, the late night like Unreal specials that we did one time. And um, Don, Don Allen Stevenson is going to be judging and then on the Houdini side it's going to be Matthias and Shams and Simon Homidal. So all of all of them will be judging these. And um Mark will be judging them too, but um we, we don't have them listed as that on the on the site, but mm-hmm. um the the whole point of this is to kind of allow people who might not have access to something like this um you know, have a chance to get in. And and it's not necessarily something that you would give to somebody like straight out of high school who's never touched this stuff before. Yeah. Unreal's a little bit different, <clears throat> I think, but because it's more of an introductory class. But um if you know somebody that you think really might be uh, a good fit for this, somebody who is maybe an interme- intermediate 3D designer, they are really wanting to get into Unreal, but maybe there's some barriers, cost of entry, uh, especially uh, when it comes to geographic location. You know, make make sure you tell them about this. Uh, so look for that later this week. You'll see that on there, and um, you will notice that in the little sample uh, scholarship certificates. It says it says Ravi Ole, and that's uh, that's an inside joke for Rev right there, who is actually watching right now, but. Um, Check that out. Make sure you send that to your friends. And um, let's talk about camp a little bit. Yes. We've got uh, a few updates. Uh, I guess the first thing would be the shuttle info sheet. I'll yes. let you take that, um, Matt. Okay. So uh, for anyone who's coming to camp, uh, make sure – just read your emails. Please read your emails. Please. Motion, motion designers, designers are the don't worst read things. They don't read their emails. <laughs> Like, getting a motion designer to read an email from, like, a fellow motion designer is impossible because yeah. they're all like, oh, this is friend stuff. I, I you know, I don't, I'll just read this later, right? Yeah, I'll Whatever. read it five minutes before. But it's like, yeah. no, I, I, we, like, it's camp stuff. It's, like, very important. We need you to read your emails, all right? So. Yeah. The thing is, like, we've had a lot of people question ask us questions about, like, the shuttles and stuff like that. We sent out an email for you to sign up for shuttle time. We haven't built out the shuttle schedule yet. You know, we've only had maybe a handful of people sign up for the shuttle right now, which, if that's the case... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll just rent a shuttle for a day, but we're like we're like, you know, making sure we've got a van for the entire time and we don't know whether we're going to need two vans and, you know, cars, rental cars are like super sparse right now. So, uh uh make sure and fill out that information. Um you should have gotten an email yeah. uh from the from camp, you know, saying, "Hey, do that." We know some people have read the emails because we've had more people sign up to buy uh, hoodies additional hoodies but yeah. they didn't sign up for the shuttle <laughs> right. maybe some so. of them don't have their flight info yet which right. is understandable totally but, but it's really important that you do this soon yeah. you're gonna get a 
expensive flight if you don't book right. pretty soon. Yeah, well. absolutely. We waited. We waited like two extra weeks because we had st- stupid stuff. Because I'm an idiot and didn't look through my my mail for my 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 Camp MoGraph credit card, and so we had to order a new one. And so it took me forever. So we ended up having to pay like you know fifty to a hundred more dollars per flight, and we booked a lot of flights. Anyway, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Not only do you have to read your email, but you have to respond to your email. That's the big thing. If you bought or if you had someone buy a ticket for you, there were some people like like six or so different orders that had multiple, you know, like multiple tickets. We don't have the information for the people who you're bringing. You know, we have we had, to have their information. We had someone email us literally a few hours after, or maybe the next day after I sent out an email to all those people saying, hey, we need the info for all the additional campers that, because if they, if there's special dietary restrictions or something, right. we can't Allergies, account for that. Emergency, we need emergency second, contact info. You know, yeah. All that. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, this is legit, yo. You know, yeah. so we need, we need that, that information. Um, otherwise, we can't like if you're taking a shuttle, we won't know if you're if you're, you know, because we you're not getting those. We can't emails. even check them in. We can't, we can't even check no. them in at camp if we don't know their name. So right. exactly. Let us know who those other people so, are. Um, also, you know what? We need to add you to the the camp emails and stuff like that. If you've right. got, you know allergies or medical but issues also, that we need to know about we need to be able to have those on file so but we send out info about what to expect at camp and when you yeah. arrive yeah. and all that exact kind of stuff what to right bring, so like you know so, so that- you're not going to get those emails <laughs> if you're not signed up please like, read the emails read the read, emails respond to the emails let right. us know it's important the shuttle is part of the package right you get the yeah. shuttle so why would you jump in an expensive uber to get out there right and when you, you just, say expensive you know, it's not they're not that expensive it's like it's expensive, we, i did man. the i did the math it's, it's like expensive tell them it's expensive so they'll get in the shuttle they'll answer the email yes <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're no, planning on taking bad. an Uber, just so you know, an Uber is like thirty to fifty five dollars from the airport to camp. That's not. But that why bad. spend that when you could get why in the shuttle? Spend that when you can yeah, get fifty dollars is fifty dollars. Fifty dollars is fifty dollars, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Buy you a few more beers, right, at the airport before you come. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, but <laughs> we've been full force for like the past like. Two or three weeks on like speaking to to workshop instructors and like ordering all the swag. We got such cool swag this year. I'm yeah. so excited yeah. about the swag. So we found like some really cool things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. really excited about that. So that's gonna be a ton of fun. Um uh what else? What else was there? There are some people actually, if you are on the waiting list, there are some people that have gotten tickets. So Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, you we had know. someone we had someone cancel two tickets, so we were able to hit up the first two people on that list, which was good. So you know, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What else? Let's talk about sponsors. Let's talk about the sponsors. Without these sponsors, yeah. um, Camp Mograph probably wouldn't have been able to happen. If it did, it was it would just be really expensive, you know? Like the the cool We'd probably sw- double the ticket price. It probably would. Yeah, and you yeah. wouldn't have cool swag, you know? That's A true. lot of yeah. like and there wouldn't be free alcohol, you know? 
right. at night, you know, which is like it, it's it's this is like a kind of an all inclusive trip, you know. It's fun. You just pay for your ticket and pay for the the flight to get there, and then everything else is taken care of. Your food, your drinks, whatever, you know, it's going to be good. And without the sponsors, we couldn't have done that, you know. And we're really excited to have all all these amazing sponsors on uh, on board this year. Uh, first up, our village sponsors. You're going to be staying in one of the three villages, you know. You've either got the Maxon Village. Um, you've got, uh, uh, Otoy is sponsoring, but they're going to do the Octane Village, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you've got uh video co-pilot as well. So big shout out to our village sponsors. Then we've also got our, uh, gold sponsors. Um, we just, uh, finished up all the patches for all the different, you know, uh, golden village sponsors and uh, man, the grayscale gorilla one, it looks cool. I'm really excited about that one, you know? So, um, we've got minimal massive, We've got Grayscale Gorilla, and we've got DeFacto Sound. Super excited to have them on board as our gold sponsors. And then our bronze sponsors, AE Scripts, and School of Motion. Big shout out to all of our sponsors. We couldn't have done this without them. I am... (laughs) Yes, Mark says in the chat, (laughs) PSA, PSA. free booze does not mean get blackout drunk. Yes. We do have to abide by standards, and it is licensed, and you cannot be overserved. Correct. Yes. You know, we will have actually a a lot of us, a lot of the staff are getting licensed to serve alcohol in Oregon specifically so Mm -hmm. that we can do this, you know? So it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, I don't know. So it's funny. The average age of people coming to camp is actually like 35, you know? So mm-hmm. a lot of us are like, you know, mid-career, stuff like that. And I, I have a feel I don't know, I haven't, I haven't drank for going on 14 years now, you know? So I don't know how my mm-hmm. body would react to it. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who just like, you know, I hear once you hit your 30s, hangovers are just awful. I would say a lot of people <laughs> were pretty good last year, you know, uh, uh, about not over-drinking. Yeah. Except Everybody for was that pretty last good. night. <laughs> last night when people stayed up till 4 a.m. I don't but, remember. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, it'll be, uh, uh, camp is going to be fun. I'm so excited for it. I, I can't wait. It's it's coming up fast. Like Yeah, I know. A it month is. and a half or so, you know, a month and three weeks. It's going to be it's gonna be crazy cool. But uh, yeah. the t-shirts are looking cool, too. We're excited about that. Man, the swag. The swag, baby. The swag. I'm so excited. So, And there's going to be some people there who you may not know we're going to be there. Yes. Yeah. That's we about may all I have, can say about that. We may but, have, you know. you know, invited a few uh, extra special people along, you know. Just to hang out and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mike's brother. Yeah. He's going to be there. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I'm I'm looking forward to meeting Mike. Right, brother, I know. That'll be yeah. interesting. That'll be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think it's gonna be a great time. There's um man, there there's so much to do. Yeah. To get going. Yeah, We've got a lot is. more to do. Yeah. But so. um God, there was something else I was gonna mention too. Oh, keep... excuse me. <clears throat> Camp? Maybe I have ADHD. I don't know. According to TikTok, then it's all just of gone us if do. I don't I know, right? I was gonna say <laughs> TikTok thinks I have ADHD. Right. You know, He's a highly addictive social media platform <laughs> that uh, yeah. uh, gives you uh, dopamine every 60 seconds. Oh, uh, yeah. We've all got ADHD. That's what it is. And is implying that you should get on medication so that you can pay even more attention to right. TikTok? Right. <laughs> yeah. I have very mm. focused attention for 30 seconds at a time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. EJ... 
reminded me of this that I need, I need to tell everybody now these have to be served by somebody, but if you bring a specific kind of craft beer that uh-huh. you would like to share with people yeah. in some way, whether that's cans or bottles or whatever it is, you give it to us. Our team can pass that out. Um, and either EJ will get his license or he can stand there next yeah. to the person with the license and talk about it and do some taste testing. He likes to do that on one of yeah. the nights that everybody's just hanging out, you know, chill in a, in a, in a I don't know, a common area. Yeah. I don't know what it would be at this camp. It would have been yeah. the cafeteria at the other camp. But yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, w- uh, uh, Sarah Gibson in our Slack channel today uh, also asked a question about um, like sleeping bags and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. This and this will go out in one of the camp emails. Read your emails, please. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but we haven't sent this one out yet. But it, it'll be like a packing list of stuff you may want to bring and stuff, you know. Um, but as far as that goes, I would. Me personally, I'm going to bring a sleeping bag. So we were really excited about this one because the linens were included. We were including the linens mm-hmm. with everything last mm-hmm. year. It wasn't. You had to purchase them. And like I, I found that the linens were a little cold. You know, while all these cabins will be heated and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they'll all have heat in them. You know, I don't know. I I don't want you to get too cold. So I'm gonna bring a a sleeping bag and a pillow. Even though linens are included, you'll have you know, uh, sheets, towel, pillow, pillowcase, a blanket. But I don't know how thick they'll be because the ones last year were they were a little thin. <laughs> I say last and year and all that info and that, was actually that you like get. What? That info that you get on that email yes. will only go to you and only go to the correct people if right. they have their name and email registered in yes. such a way to where they can get that email, right. said yes. email, and so, read said email and respond. Yes. Yeah. Just, Brett Lewis in the chat. What's up, just, yo? Just read your emails. Been a while. Please. please. Read your emails. Because you better believe when MailChimp says 33 people didn't open your email, would you like to resend it? I'm going to say yes every time. <laughs> Over and over, over and over again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's switch over to some Ravcock. What's your flavor? What's your flavor? There hasn't been much of this, and no. you know why. It's because it's like seagraphy time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Everyone did their so. their big, you know, April NAB announcement stuff, and now we're getting into we're ramping up for the next the next which is weird because like this is the seagraphy time of year but now that nab is moved it's like are mm-hmm. people gonna wait till nab to make announcements i'm sure it's they be will kind of a weird... I, I don't know maybe i don't know that's so confusing because um i don't know i don't know well i'm interested to <laughs> Sarah, see thank you for what's... reading all my emails <laughs> What's announced at, at you know quote unquote Seagraph as opposed to NAB, but uh, the one thing that I did see this week the thing in is it's an October rendering you know like well normally, yeah normally Seagraph's in like August or whatever right I, I don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see I don't know well the 3D motion show is next week yes by the by I don't know if it's officially like tagged a Seagraph show yeah or not because it's this time of year this is when it would be I don't even know I haven't heard anything about Seagraph in general much at all yeah I, I don't, don't know. know about you I've only I'm, been hearing about NAB I don't know. I'm thinking it's I'm, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Seagraph anymore that's me personally yeah I mean I, I hear that it you know may not I don't know I, it's still going on this year as far as is I know it? 
but like virtually, but not in person. I'm I'm wondering though if the in person events are coming back or not. But uh, what I did here was that, um, uh, directly from Jules, is that they're I guess they're working on this uh, PPM kernel. And uh, he was showing yeah, left so versus right with PPM and path tracing and caustics. Yeah, the caustics. And pretty incredible. I mean, the render times on both images that he showed were the same render time. But I did but, you notice that the, the samples were different on both? I think they were different. I didn't on see both. that. Yeah. Well, like, the new one looks one amazing. One was <laughs> slightly yeah. less, you know, had slightly less samples on the the. But it was clean. Yeah, I mean, like, the difference between the two was really strong. Like, more was needed to expect by those samples, for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, I'll take some caustics any day. Yeah, no, I mean, it it takes so long for those to render anyway, so any Mm -hmm. speed improvement is uh, a blessing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People really want that. Um, You know, that's kind of a specialty thing. You know, caustics, how often do you really use caustics? When you want it to look um, I mean, beautiful, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, uh, it, and and I'm I'm sure that just like you know always happens when a new uh, feature or something comes out, people start using it like mm-hmm. to the point where mm. it's like yeah, get ready on Instagram, right. tired of it, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like yeah, here come the caustics renders Instagram. <laughs> wait, wait a hold second. tight, that's not even glass. Why are there caustics coming off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> caustics coming off of like a piece of plastic like a a rough piece of plastic (laughs) why just a piece of wood (laughs) yeah yeah a piece of wood of caustics yeah it's like Um, it's like jj abrams doing a lens flare in a cave he did he did a lens flare in a cave on super 8 and i was like are you kidding me you're in a cave you're gonna do a lens flare Coming through the cave, through the cave opening, or uh, yes, what? or something like that. But yeah, it's it was like, a, it was why? a light why? on the C stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> more so dumb. more. I think uh, you know Andrew Kramer was probably there. He was, yeah, yeah, and he was that like, one might have been the JJ. I think I think you need a little more of that. I think you know he's like nudging him. Andrew yeah. Kramer's like, hey. Hey, I think you need a lens flare this scene. <laughs> I think he gets he probably gets royalties for right. it, right? Yeah. For every lens flare. A trench coat of yeah. lens flares that he's selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got uh I got anamorphic right yeah. here and I got yeah. Yeah, totally. I got motion graphics ones. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Natural flares. Or maybe you're a what natural kind of sun flares? kind of guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, nerd jokes. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about you, Joel. Let's talk about uh, all things you if um I'm sh- I'm sure that there are people who saw you on the the Maxon Motion Show recently, and um, maybe some people who haven't met you before. So, uh, give us a little intro for yourself, and and tell us about your your upbringing in motion graphics. <laughs> My upbringing. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, um, the first 3D thing I ever used was Blender back when it was way more confusing to use than it is now. Although, yeah. you know, I'm going to definitely need to like watch some courses tutorials to get into it now because uh, it's so different than it used to be. Um, but I don't know if did you guys play Team Fortress 2 back in the day? Yeah, you know, that I, was. I, I didn't. know the. I know what the okay, game. Yeah, is. you know yeah, Valve yeah. software. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. uh you know the one of the big uh, what you call it those uh like kind of. You know, after that was uh, like Overwatch games like that. So at the time, yeah. that was like the big one on campus. And I was like, I joined into like the modding community thing. So I was making mm-hmm. models at the time. And that's how I got into texturing and everything. 
and then I took a break for a while. And then uh, sometime in college is when I, you know, started switching over to motion graphics. And what were um, you originally in? Originally, I thought I'd do illustration and then film uh, because I okay. do a lot of illustration work, which you know you can see you know on my Instagram, which is yeah down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, you know. But I always had an interest in, you know, fascination with 3D just because, like, you know, there's nothing quite like a, a nice, clean render, you know, that's, like, highly mm-hmm. detailed. It's like, mwah, like chef's kiss. So mm-hmm. I think I always knew I wanted to do that. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I was very fortunate to, um, you know, uh, find a bunch of resources online, you know, because I was getting into it, you know, when Grayscale Gorilla was, you know, had a ton of tutorials and, um, yeah, you know, just have been watching tons of tutorials and now I've have the opportunity to share some of the things I've learned, which is really great. You know, I remember, you know, watching a ton of talks and now I've done one and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's exciting for me. So I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to be teaching people. And, um, yeah, I always like, I like to keep, I got my drawings up here. I like to mm-hmm. still draw on stuff, even though I don't do that for money, you know, I, I like mm-hmm. to do it just cause I feel like it helps me uh well not lose it you know it's like you use it or lose it a little bit and you know, yeah after not drawing for a yeah. while it's definitely you feel pretty rusty so i just kind of like to play around and, you know procreate and infinite painter on the ipad for the most part which is what these are i don't really post mm-hmm. my 3d work on my instagram but uh yeah i was yeah. gonna say i went start. through and i was looking for some of your art and i was like uh Where's is this the guy 3D? a 3d guy <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah it, it's something that you know, I think distinguishes me, although you wouldn't know it here yeah. that I do both. Uh, so it's like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, the 2d section. And then if you go on like territory studios website, you know, there's a number of projects I've been involved in, uh, through my right. tenure at territory. So, you know, I, I just mm-hmm. tend to not share any like, you know, client work on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. How, How do can you, you differentiate? Do they, they credit it on their Instagram or is it something where we just have to go through it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it it's, it's doesn't it's not like granular or anything. So I would just have to point to which ones I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I, I'll come out with a new demo reel or something at some point, yeah. and then it'll be like, oh, yeah. oh, that's where all the 3D went. You know, it's like <laughs> it'll finally be obvious. But yeah, right now, like I don't have a website or anything, so I'm just kind of kick the can down the road uh, <laughs> for uh, actually putting any of that stuff together. So. Probably should have. It's, it's interesting that the way you got into it was because because the Team Fortress stuff like that became like memes into it unto itself, you know, where people. It, 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 so, I if I if I know correctly, because I tried. This is what how I wanted to first get into 3D. I this was one of the things that I tried. Where it's like, oh yeah, you can download this animator or something like this for the Team oh, yeah, Fortress the two characters or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And I didn't I do like, too much of that. Uh, I was mostly just making the models and everything at the time, and then it was much later that I finally got into animation. You know. Oh boy, did we lose Dave? Dave, what happened? I don't know. Oh, I, no. I'm right here. Oh, I see XSplit broadcaster. Yeah. Uh oh, did we lock up? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh, man, does that mean did XSplit lock up? I don't know. Let's get away. Uh, did we miss? Hold on, give it a second. It's it's acting it's. <laughs> Acting like it's doing something. That's not cool. Never had a problem with that before. Oh, there it is. There it is. There, there we got it. it. Is. Okay, good. <laughs> I think it's because my stream deck locked up, actually. So I think it was doing something weird. Can everybody still hear the, us? On okay? the live stream. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm watching the live stream. I don't know when it goes. Oh, to see if it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so were there you we building all the models in Blender first? 
Yeah, um, I would just, you know, so at the time, you know, I was like, when you first start, it's like you do everything the hard way because you don't Mm -hmm. know of all these tools that, you know, one of my favorite things about Cinema 4D specifically is, you know, I just feel like it's really wonderfully designed and everything's very clear. Yes. Uh, By the time there, I didn't know about like bevel tools or anything. So I literally would have a plane and I would extrude it and then move it down to get a 45 thing and extrude it down again instead of like grabbing an edge and beveling it. So everything was super slow back then. And, you know, (laughs) I was like squishy, but, uh, you know, I managed to get it done and, you know, I I learned a lot doing it. And, you know, the cool thing about like getting involved with games and stuff is, you know, I was introduced to the whole like PBR textures, you know, way earlier than um, a lot of my like fellow students when I was in school because, I was already work, looking at that stuff, so I was like, I understood, you know, what uh, you know, a specular pass would look like. You know, I understood mm-hmm. that, you know, the, what different levels of gray would give you, especially because back then it's just like, if you wanted to have, um, like, uh, any kind of like depth of field sort of effect, it was like twenty minutes minimum per frame. So it's like right, you kind of yeah. wanted to know what it was going to look like beforehand. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it's it's great now that you know you can just kind of like spitball things and see feedback almost instantaneously it's, it's much yeah. preferable <laughs> these these kids these days oh yeah. they won't know, they the, pain they won't know the pain of like there. deciding whether or not you want to add roughness to something that was right. the, yeah. that was the big thing yeah. right oh Any you want to add roughness ass. to this oh yeah enjoy your five hours Yikes. of rendering per frame yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, truly, yeah. that is like, you know, the thing that was most excited about, exciting about getting into Octane in the first place is just throwing on just a gray mat in there and going like, ooh, look at those surface imperfections. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just being able to look real-time depth of field and, and uh, rack focus and see it all mm-hmm. happen and put a sun in there and see the sun yeah. like go over the horizon and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like... Yeah, yeah. A- any lighting changes at all. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I was your age. Uh, where'd you go to, where'd you go to school? I went to uh, SCAD, which is Savannah College okay. of Art Design yeah, yeah, down yeah. in Savannah, obviously. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, nice. yeah, you know, I, I met a lot of, you know, good friends there and, you know, uh, I, I'm one of the only ones I know that I think moved out to San Francisco though. I think mm-hmm. a lot more people moved to LA, you know, you got your classic motion hubs in the country. Of course. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a scene in San Francisco though. And I didn't really know it until I got there. Cause I kind of just, you know, traveled there <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. without a job lined up or anything. I was just like, I'm going nice. to wing it. <laughs> and it worked out. I tried that in Portland. It didn't work. I ended up moving back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you got, when you got there, what'd you do though? What's what was your path to like where you are right now? Um, well, you know, I was able to contact some of the studios I managed to find on uh, Google and went in, just talked with the people, and then when they had a uh, a gig lined up, you know, I was I, I permalanced at a couple places beforehand, and then eventually uh, Marty at you know Territory Studio picked me up and. And I just decided to stick with them for a while because it was the most mm-hmm. you know exciting range of projects there. Because you got to imagine in San Francisco, it's largely tech dominated, and yeah, uh, for sure, some people sure, that sure, can sure. get a little bit you know dry or you know uninspiring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with, yeah. with territory, yeah. at least it was just like tech influenced, right? You know, I don't know if, if if you're not familiar with the work, it's a lot of like screen UI stuff, and mm-hmm. you know they worked on a bunch of Marvel movies, and mm-hmm. we're recently branching into a, a whole bunch of different stuff, even you know car interfaces, which is very cool. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the 
companies that were doing like the the fake uh, HUD stuff for movies have really branched into actually design. It's like yeah, for real. Yeah, now. <laughs> you know? it's like why 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 reinvent the wheel? Having yeah. to create these fake ones, they've already yeah. done it. Why not? You know, make them practical. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. actually like the masters at it. So let's just hire right. them to do it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, right. Life in- imitates art, as they that's say. What, that's <laughs> right? the phrase I was looking yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's it's interesting. And 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 territory is a very reputable company as well. Yeah. So it's it's one of those coveted jobs, I think, almost. You know, so I'm interested to how you you know, how you got in. How you got <laughs> you know? Yeah. Was it I'm, was it uh did, I mean I I know like like anything, it's it's about who you know and being in the right place and the right time and all that, but if, obviously mm-hmm. you need talent as well. Yeah, so, and uh, and another thing is um yeah, especially with timing, it's what can you do that is needed on that project in that moment. And so, yeah, I was telling, I was right. talking with a bunch of students actually at SCAD because I had the opportunity to. They they do this thing called co-motion, and you know, I was I attended that and you know had the opportunity to do like portfolio reviews. That's where I was looking for with students. And I was really pushing them to say think about it in terms of you know what kind of proficiencies and technical skills does this demonstrate? Because a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. like when I'm looking through portfolios and we're looking mm-hmm. to hire someone new, and I'm thinking like, you know, does this person know how to light? Do they know how to, you know, work mm-hmm. with dynamics or, you know, X particles or whatever it is? And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, I, because of this uh, 3D background I have with, you know, modeling, UV unwrapping and everything, you know, the jobs I was getting had to do with, you know, working with, you know, models, retopologizing, doing UV stuff. And I knew how to do all that. So that was actually Mm my, one of my entry points earlier on. And then because they just, you know, liked hanging out with me and I liked working (laughs) with them, we just, you know, we started a relationship and yeah. See, being cool, you know, being nice, <laughs> people liking yeah, you, not right. being a jerk, in, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah, it's actually very important. <laughs> surprisingly, yeah. I want to talk about a little bit about the importance of um, graphic design background and um, and like film background. It sounds to me like because you were kind of in it for film originally. And you were into illustration that you kind of had yeah. a good combination of that's both. A, that is a, yeah, that's a good, that's a good starting point, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, the illustration, especially cause that's something I have, you know, a lot of actual practical experience and with the film stuff, it was more of like the, the interest, right. You know, I, right. everyone love the cinematic kind of, you know, look and feel of things and, you know, just the way films are put together and that works well with territory because we do so much, you know, film work involved in there. So that does make it more attractive. But uh, mm-hmm. I do wish that I had more time behind the camera beforehand because, you know, that really kind of sets you up thinking in terms of, you know, shot framing and, you know, the, the lighting of things and, you know, what lenses and stuff you're going to use because when you use that same language in 3D, uh, it, I think the result can be, you know, better as opposed to, because like in, in uh, the 3D software, you can do whatever you want, and that's not mm-hmm. always, you know, conducive to like constraints are oftentimes very helpful with that. Mm-hmm. So thinking about real world mm-hmm. constraints, I find very helpful. So I'm always, whenever I can, I, I work in like near uh, real world scale because it's like these units are arbitrary, but it still helps me to conceptualize it. Going like, okay, this thing right. is like a foot tall, and you know, yeah. the camera is like six feet back, and everything like that. So mm-hmm. that that does help there. 
Yeah, there was a conversation about that on the uh, School of Motion uh, uh, stream that EJ was having with, I think, Chad. And, uh, and Nick was on there, too. They were having this, this conversation about, like, if you make something, how tall is that thing, right? So let's say you're going to yeah. model, mm-hmm. you know, a little character, like one of EJ's characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I actually do think about. But he asked the question, do you think about that? And it's like, okay, if you're going to model a character, you're still going to think, like, how tall is this character? Is, is, the, is it an inch tall? Is it a foot tall? Yeah. You know, kind of like those little action figures, you know, your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were generally, you know, five or six inches tall, but then they, mm-hmm, they yeah. had like the big foot tall ones you could get, but that's kind of yeah. like not really like the same yeah. as far as collecting. But when you're modeling these things, how how big are they? Because right. I, I feel like it actually kind of gives you a good idea in your head about what you're working with. Yeah, because yeah. the other thing is, if you're trying to repurpose any setups you've made, then if you work mm-hmm. in any consistent scale, then mm-hmm. it's going to be way easier. And I find real world is just so easy to be, you know, like that, you know, this pen here. Like I know right. how big this is in real life, and if I make right. it in there, then I, I know what that means. Instead of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this pen is actually six feet, you know, tall. Yeah, it's going to be confusing for me, and, especially and if you're, like specular stuff that also has that, a problem yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're yeah. like me. I, I don't save my models in a nice place all organized and everything. <laughs> yeah. If I'm like, yeah. oh, I need a, a rocket ship model. Okay, well, when's the last time I used that? Yeah, okay, when, go when, to, when did I do a yeah. rocket ship? Oh, yeah, I used the rocket ship for that thing. Okay, well, let me find that file, and I go to Dropbox, because inevitably yeah. it's, it's archived somewhere in there, and I do a search, and I find it, and I download it. But the nice thing is, if you're working in that consistent scale, and you have to go find that pen and bring it into your scene where you've already built a desk... The pen isn't going to be the size of the desk. It's going to be yeah, the yeah, correct yeah. size already because you always work consistently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's always like funny that. when you I bring to, in I a model. To, I, need to be, I need to be better about that. I need to be better about that. Yeah. What? It's the default. A default cube is what? It's like a meter, I think. Something like that. In, 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 uh, yeah, I work in inches all the time. So oh, I'm in centimeters. <laughs> yeah. Metric See, system. I, I feel yeah. We should all be in centimeters. We should all be in yeah. centimeters. It'll still be consistent. It'll still be True. consistent from project to project. But that is an interesting question. Is like, why do you work a certain way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess uh, inertia. <laughs> it's like whatever way you start, you'll continue working in. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you were I talking about a- like physics inertia. <laughs> yeah, no, I but was that, that too sometimes, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I had a uh, an art director one time. I was like, "Oh, I'm working in centimeters." Like, Why are you working in centimeters? You don't live your life in centimeters. This is America. I would like to, you know. And, and just a few weeks ago, or last week, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, "Oh, it's about two centimeters." I don't know how much cent- two centimeters is, <laughs> you know. Get out of here with that commie BS. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the most boomer thing he could ever say. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, when when I'm working, I work in inches because I either am working on that scale where I'm making like a, you know, set up with a desk on it or something. Or if I'm doing a logo, I always kind of make a logo a foot tall. A foot tall. That's always kind of yeah. my, my generic. But if if you work too big or too small, your, your <coughs> default camera is going to be all funky as well. You're going to have either a really small or a gigantic camera and you're yeah. going to scale it and do all that. 
but it's real bad for sims too it's bad like, for sims we've ran into issues yep. with like uh uh tfd and stuff like that tfd especially looking right i'm yeah. about halfway through my tfd tutorial i'm kind of to the presentation portion of it but the part where i'm explaining it i actually state at the beginning i'm like look <laughs> i know it's the thing to work <laughs> at scale but if you can get away with bringing your object into the default size of a TFD container, you're gonna have such a better time, and you're, yeah. you're if you can get away with it. Like so, yeah. so don't email me telling me, but yeah, <laughs> you know whatever. But the thing about me working in inches is I liked it because not only is that usually the correct scale and close to what I need to do, but then if I am gonna do something like say build something architectural like a room or something, I can just multiply everything by twelve and get my feet as well yeah and it's it's nice and simple that way but again it's because it's america and if i'm working on something architectural everything i get is mm-hmm. going to be in feet so mm. you know whatevs yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> so day to day what do you work on day to day uh what types of of animations but also what types of software are you generally in mm-hmm. yeah um recently i have been able to use ZBrush on a couple of projects, which is cool because cool. I've finally, you know, downloaded that and got into it. And I think it's a, you know, very cool, if not complicated, you know, program. So it's like whenever I get to incorporate some extra things, mm-hmm. I think it's nice. But sometimes the time crunch is just, you know, excludes that as a possibility, which is always right. a bummer. But, Can I uh, ask you a quick question? Oh, good. Because, yeah. um, you know, if you looking at your Instagram, you have a bunch of, you know, you have a bunch of like, body and like yeah. heads and stuff like that you Robots, know you understand yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you understand like the human form and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. have you found that that helps a lot like your illustrative background helps a lot when modeling or like uh sculpting in zbrush yeah definitely uh because you know when you're drawing it's like a you're doing a mental projection of a 3d object onto a 2d plane you know it's, it's right. the most technical way of describing drawing ever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know i was like it, it really is you know, helpful to because it helps me practice being able to mentally rotate an object around my mind and also you imagine like with the proportional relationships that's the biggest thing for me right. is mm-hmm. paying attention to proportional relationships of things so it's like practice doing it in 2d and then when you're designing in 3d you know that same you know consideration is there because we all know like you have your like your golden ratio and stuff like that and it's if you're not paying attention it's really easy to just have everything be really even so this is like you would t- get a box and like you know it, when you extrude it it's like half the width or anything of it and so it's like your design at the end just kind of looks very you know like a child built it out of blocks you know because uh mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the default sort of thing so that this is super helpful i, I think for do, for me to do that do you do a lot of character stuff for the most part, then in, in 3D like 3D, or, like what's your, yeah like I mean I'm wanting to use or to learn ZBrush more in depth and you know I have like tutorials and stuff I'm watching so that because I, I draw a ton of robot stuff and I'm have a fascination yeah. with like these mechanical parts and you know also like mm-hmm. the human form so that's why I'm interested in you know getting into in terms of like characters but yeah I mean I don't do anything like you know what EJ does with you know, mm-hmm. like your kind of noodle arm characters, you know, which are, you know, really mm-hmm. nice, but I, I haven't really had any projects come that have been like that. A lot of the projects I have been on have actually been almost like concept art focused in general, where it's like we're, we're just creating designs, you know, because 
a lot of times we are just designing, you know, things for people at territory, whether it's like a screen or like a hologram uh, in particular, you know, have done a bunch of those. But and, do you uh, build robots though? Like, do you build <laughs> oh, like in real life? I wish. No, 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 not in real life. But in 3d, do you build a lot of robots and, and things? That, not yet. It, that's like, like no? what my current interest is in, in doing. Okay. Like that's, okay. that's where I want to go. All right. You know? Cool. Cause I know, cause ZBrush definitely you can build a robot in zbrush but i i didn't mm. know if maybe you had done more of a mechanical version yeah. of a robot yeah, just yeah. build like hard yeah. surface type yeah hard yeah surface. uh yeah. you know I, i've done you know box modeling in the past but i was mostly doing like um like weapons uh, initially so whether cool. it's like mm. guns or swords or anything like that because those are pretty accessible and uh i've used some cad modeling programs now uh which is great for the hard surface work i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh vitaly bulgarov you know and he's mm-hmm. like buddies with ash sharp and everything so they're yeah all these guys are using a uh, cad to do these complicated um you know you can even just like build a, a fancy looking console like i know that ash sharp secure project which i thought was very inspiring came out a couple of years Gorgeous. ago yeah like yeah. All, all those like buttons and you know hardware surfaces yeah. i think the majority of them are made with cad so if you're interested in that kind of thing definitely look into cad stuff because it can be way easier for you than doing yeah, like polygon sure. modeling polygon yeah. modeling is a chore man <laughs> yeah do you what's it is it fusion 360 are people still using that Fusion 360 yeah, yeah I, I have that now yeah. and uh, you, you can get that one for free actually uh mm-hmm. you know with some limitations and there's also moi and uh a few yeah. others but those are the main two i know fusion 360 is like it, it got really big in the motion graphics circles for a little bit and people were really talking it up and then i just haven't heard much about it recently i mean i figure it's hmm. still around but i didn't know if people were still actively like going to yeah. try and learn it right now yeah. or if it's just something people in in architecture and, and product we're still using yeah. but yeah. You know. <laughs> it's kind of i think there's like these fads that go by right like yeah uh, right. for blender was like you know suddenly it's like everyone's i gotta learn blender and now unreal i think is the mm-hmm. preeminent one yeah, mm-hmm. you know obviously you guys even have this course thing coming up so yeah <laughs> that much is clear yeah yeah, yeah totally mm-hmm. i we we bid on a project um last week or the week before <laughs> and and it was like they needed it done extremely fast it was an okay amount of money but it still was like too extremely fast to get it done and it was like yeah one of those projects they wanted where it like by the end of the month yeah one of those and projects like, where i'm it was, also out of town for two weeks <laughs> yeah where, where you're like yeah we could do this and it would be a decent amount of money but it would also be like the most stressful next three three weeks and it's like mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we really want to do that? And we didn't get we didn't get it because somebody was going to use Unreal instead. And I'm like, I really hope you're successful with that. But I just don't like Unreal is great to learn and it's going that direction. It's going to be great mm-hmm. for some things. But what they were trying to do with it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if yeah. it's ready for that yet. I don't I'll, yeah. I'll be interested yeah. to see the results. But man, I think that it's always fun to see stuff. the results when yeah. uh, when when you like there's been a few times where we've made bids on stuff and they're like, Oh no, that's too much. We're going to go with this other company, you know? And then you see the end result and you're like, well, that's not that good. We could have done that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing with unreal right now is that like people are doing a lot of virtual production with it. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's some great stuff that you can do with RTX and all that. But like this particular style was very illustrative, and uh, it, it was kind of um, 
kind of into the Spider-Verse style, and I'm like, you know, I haven't seen anybody really doing that with Unreal yet. That's that's kind of like, it's like, okay, where, where is this going? Because I feel like it would be something that you could do in Unreal. I just haven't seen anybody do it yet, and I, it'll be interesting to see. I'll be interested to see some of these other styles coming out of it, right? Because right now everybody's like real big on the high-poly Unreal 5, yeah. you know, how realistic can we get this? But I'm not seeing much coming out, like, in the super, um, like, stylized renders in Unreal yeah. right now, besides video yeah. game stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, if people brought that stuff together, that might be kind of nice. But yeah, maybe I it's just it's, me. Maybe it's I just my I think it's going to boil theme. down to the uh, animation tools available and how comfortable yeah. people feel using them, you know, because I would choose different things based off of that for sure. Like, is there yeah, a tin mean, shader you know, for Unreal? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you just build the material. <laughs> I guess. The the thing is, like, and, and I, it, it's, I think, I think th- this is what happens, you know, these trends go by, you know, and slowly people move to these, you know, everyone's going to try it out. Right. And then a few people will actually pick it up, you know, like it becomes yeah. the thing there. It becomes a big part of what they do. There's going to be like one or two people that really like take it and run with it really well. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. the ones that are kind of like, yeah. Setting the standard. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to like doing, uh, some sort of, tune shader style i'm sure there's going to be a specific trend or a specific way of going about it mm-hmm. that becomes the norm uh, yeah, i yeah. haven't seen anything yet but I'm, I'm sure it's out there yeah you have your like your people and then your people clones and now yeah. it was yeah. like who who are people going to be cloning i guess <laughs> with right. these, these new tools who's going to be doing yeah. the unreal dailies for the next 10 years <laughs> yeah right. yeah, <laughs> to see. yeah that's funny that's yeah. funny so Joel, what what else do you do at Territory? Um, well, I just do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> I guess it's okay. just like you know any any kind of. Th- I, I'm more of like a technical guy. I don't know if that's, if that's yeah. already come across. You know, just because I like to, <laughs> I get excited about you know tools and everything and you mm-hmm. know, using new things. And so I've kind of like inhabited that role in our San Francisco office because mm-hmm. you know Territory mm-hmm. does have like you know these two branches. You got London and San Francisco. And um, mm-hmm. we've been working on you know different projects, so it's kind of like we're dividing and conquering a bit. So it's like the the San Francisco office is you know smaller, and we're a little bit sh- scrappier. So we're uh, dealing mm-hmm. with you know projects you know as they come, and you know doing new things each time. Really, like I, I hardly ever work on the same thing twice. Really, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. always yeah. something new. So. That's good. And yeah, you're it's, it's been good. technically in in Seattle. Yeah, over this pandemic, I did end up moving. You know because. Um, I didn't feel the need to stay in San Francisco anymore if we were going to be remote anyway. And I've moved here yeah. with um, my uh, my twin brother, who you know looks we're identical. So if he was here, he could. What come about in the hair? Does, what about yeah, the does hair? Does he have though? long hair or short hair? <laughs> no, it is, it's like medium length now. But if, if we were okay. to cut it, then yeah, it would be hard for you guys to tell. I was going to say because <laughs> then if he has short hair, you you'd know exactly how you oh, look. It, it was super obvious. <laughs> yeah, when I had the long hair, it was like, well, that's obviously Joel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could spot me a mile away. And then I also have my college roommate here, so we've been hanging out. You know, he's a, a VR developer, cool. so we've been, you know, cool. working on collaborating with stuff, you know, together. And we actually came nice. out with a project just last night, which I was hoping to mention at some point, mm. so maybe it's a good mm. segue. Totally. Yeah. And totally. What is that? 
let's bring it up it's, if you go to my instagram there's some uh st- stuff there but we made a website called conceptinator.com and it's just a concept art prompt generator so i don't know if you've ever seen like these ram text generators but i wanted to make one that was explicitly made for you know helping come up with ideas for practicing concept art you know because that's what i find myself doing in the mornings like every morning i go down you know draw on the ipad for a little bit and so i was like you know it'd be nice if i had uh some way of coming up with ideas yeah so we made that and there's a youtube link there and you can you know watch a video thing we like we made this like funny little cheeky youtube ad to explain it so uh, yeah it's it's a very simple uh, retro website it's it's like our our uh rando render you know Uh, yeah where you you, yeah 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 that's awesome yeah so made it have a couple different categories you know more of like a concept art thing which is just always been a fascination of mine you know so nice. I, I like oh, to bring cool. the two worlds together. I like together. this. I like Thanks. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, yeah, a fun little project cool. to work on. Okay, well, I'm going to bookmark that one for the show notes for sure. Yeah, totally. Make sure nice. we put that in the show notes. So, totally. you know, um, Brett, on, Brett was quick. actually... Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Brett got, was actually got, asking my mind. <laughs> about, you know, working remote, which is where I was going with this whole thing. And, like, how has remote been working for a studio like that, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. things like equipment and rendering and file management? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not always the most ideal. Uh, I, I think that if you're like a prestigious kind of freelancer, then you already have your own setup at home every, and everything. And, you know, you've right. been used yeah. to doing that lifestyle. But for a lot of people, you know, and myself included, like the studio thing is a nice setup to have because everyone's around you. You can talk to them directly. And so those mm-hmm. are the like the shortcomings of going remote, which is, you yeah. know, I now no longer have like an intimate idea of what my coworkers are working on or if, you know, they need help on anything or if I need help on something. So you yeah. do have to be purposely more communicative on things like Slack. But uh, I had a yeah, setup right. of my own, so I was able to just use that for this, you know, remote transition. But um yeah. Are you generally rendering or are you sending it back to them for rendering things or a little bit a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's also, you know, some, you know, rules and stuff we're trying to abide by in terms of, you know, like security purposes right. and stuff like that. So that, that'll change on the project. Yeah. Right. Are y'all using uh, Teradici? Oh, yeah. For all your stuff? Or are you working locally? Or uh, screen sharing things if oh, you, do you even need to do that remote right? like uh, remote workstation stuff yeah there, there's there's some different ones we I, I was using any desk for some things um okay but uh yeah i think there's a couple different you know ones to choose from but yeah most recently yeah. i've been able to work on my own local machine for a number of projects so that's been that's been nice because there's the, the cool. lag can be a little bit frustrating sometimes if sure you don't have yeah but see brett is talking about like team viewer in the chat if you have not heard of parsec oh man Check Parsec out Parsec. Awesome. If you want to feel like you are Parsec. on the computer that you're on, yeah. the thing about TeamViewer, like you, you can't use like Cinema 4D, rotate, move, all of that. It just flips out and it just goes yeah. all yeah. over the place. If you want to feel like you are on the computer, adjust bandwidth accordingly, all of that. Like Parsec yeah. is just phenomenal. I've I've been able to you can play video games remotely right you know nice. on your computer yeah. through Parsec it's awesome yeah it's really really cool very yeah. low uh, that's what I, it's designed for yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah I'll check into so that. I I I think this is I am I'm so happy that this is happening in our industry in like industries in general mm-hmm. that people are you know that it's becoming much more normalized for people to work remotely. You know, I've seen so many TikToks, some really good TikToks where, you know, the, the, the 
HR rep is like, okay, we finally got the schedule back for uh, coming back yeah. to, to work. And, and the other person's like, oh, great. Oh, you're excited? No, <laughs> no I quit. I quit. <laughs> no, I quit. Yeah. It's like... I mean, I think and, so. But it's like... Okay. Oh, it's becoming normalized, you know? Yeah. And, like, that was always a big thing with like big studios and stuff. It's like, no, you come work locally because I must watch everything you do at every minute. Well, no, we've got, we got trade secrets, you know, we're working with big companies that require us to work locally and stuff like that. But why though? But why though? Yeah. I mean, I, I I get the secrecy and stuff and stuff can get out a lot. Stuff can still get out. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If someone wants to for it to get out, it's going to get out. Yeah. yeah. You know. I think but it's cool to see like this being normalized mm-hmm. because as for freelancers, you know, or like people who run small businesses that have always been remote like us, you know, it's like because this is so normalized, it's like all right, we we can we can get booked for 6 months out of the year with a studio in San Francisco, a really well-known studio, and it's like no big deal, mm-hmm. you know? I'm Dallas Taylor, the creative director of DeFacto Sound. Work with us. We're a sound design studio that makes animation, games, trailers, ads, and all kinds of things sound amazing. Which is why you should work with us. But that's not exactly why I'm here. You see, we also produce a podcast called 20,000 Hertz, which is all about the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. Right here in your podcast player, go take a moment to subscribe to 20,000 Hertz, which is all spelled out without any numbers. Once you're finished with this episode, go check it out. And to check out our sound design work, follow DeFacto Sound on Instagram or visit DeFactoSound.com. So that you can work with us. I, I think that a lot of you know places got a little bit um, like conservative in terms of not wanting to try anything new or just like kind mm-hmm. of locking things in the status quo. And I've always felt more adventurous, so I, I think that if there's one good thing to come out of all this is that there's kind of like this forced kind of like innovation time where you know there's yeah. some technical things that you need to figure out and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's good just to mix things mix things up anyway. And uh mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of people I think one of the biggest bummers is that, you know, not every company is created equal. You know, I feel, you know, really blessed to be a territory where we're mm-hmm. all like, you know, friends essentially and you know, everyone's on good terms and, you know, there's communication, you know, from every level. There's no like strict hierarchy where you have to like kowtow to the higher ups or anything like that. And so mm-hmm. if you're in a situation like that, then everything like this goes so much easier. Whereas, yeah, I guess it could be much more of a drag, like in the situation you were describing where people are sure. it's like, come on back in. And then people are like, I don't want to, you know, it's yeah, like, I, I wouldn't mind that. going back to the office if I was still in San Francisco, you know, I'd, Mm-hmm. I, I was enjoying yeah, my time there, there. there it's it's fun it's fun to be around your friends and to brainstorm and and yeah. do all of that and go out to lunch together and do that kind of thing but i will say that before all of this happened matt and i were already doing that remote thing for years mm-hmm. and we just mm-hmm. sit on yeah. skype all day it's really not that much different than sitting there it's not no and and being on the phone like like not just calling in and having a skype meeting but just having yeah. it running all the it's, time it's and it was weird like you know we just skype in the morning and then we just stay on skype and that just kind of became the norm yeah you know with us and it's like anytime someone's got a meeting i'll just add them to the skype call yeah you know <laughs> add them to the skype call or if yeah. something you know if it's something off the beaten path just get off go do the call and then call back and we just sit there yeah. because 
we have company and we can brainstorm and we can talk about things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's pretty much like being in yeah. an office it's not that much yeah. different that again yeah. just shows how you know much nicer it is to work with people you like mm-hmm. you know because yeah, otherwise you sure. just be like yeah, don't don't look at me like yeah. I, I don't i don't really yeah. <laughs> want this relationship <laughs> yeah and the thing about working remote though is like years ago it, and and right up until the the pandemic i guess if if you're working in an office and then you go home at the end of the day and you get an email or you get a text from somebody at work they still expect you to answer right Mm -hmm. if it's the weekend sometimes they still expect you to answer at least answer the email or answer the text or be available or whatever it is and it's like okay well you want to do you want me to do work on personal time so you should also be okay with me doing personal stuff on work time every once in a while as yeah, long as it's not yeah. something ridiculous but it's like oh if 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 you're going to be sitting remote say 8 hours a day working for somebody they should probably be okay with you uh taking a 20 minute break and doing the dishes or something Going you know, or right. yeah. going on a walk and coming back yeah. because you'll probably work later. You'll probably spend yeah. extra time. You'll probably be more efficient when you come back. Oh, you got to take a phone yeah. call. Oh, you got to go pick up your kid from school. Fine. Yeah. Why not? Here's yeah. Here's here. Happy and here's people. the way I've always. I, anytime I'm working with a freelancer or whatever, it's like I'll give I'll give one of them like a deadline and what I expect them to do. I don't give two craps when they get it done, you know, or like, and I just say, is this reasonable? If they're like, yes, then I don't care what they're doing for the rest of the time. Oh, you, you, oh, it's going to take you you a day to do it, but you need actually three days to get it to me. Okay. Yeah. Like, cool. What's wrong with that? Like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it helps to be uh, results focused in that way. I I don't know. Again, I think it boils down to like, people are just pretty hesitant. You know, if you, if you're in a scarcity mindset, then it's like, you can't make these Mm -hmm. concessions because it's like, you want to squeeze the last drop, but then, you know, I think it's always detrimental. Yeah, yeah, there's I that agree. old school mentality that you have to be in the seat or else it's not worth the money. It's like, no, yeah. I, I don't care about the minutes. I care, like you said, about the results. About the, the results. Your yeah, rate 100%. is $800 a day. Okay. Uh, if you're giving me $800 worth of results, okay. Right. okay. That's all I care right. about. Like, I don't care that you picked up your kid from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it matter what time you're doing things so much? Oh, you're going to do yeah. it at midnight. Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I, pit, I have pit. spread my work throughout the day, you know, <laughs> because yeah. of working remotely. Sometimes it's good, sometimes yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's more uh, on me. Pedro in the chat was asking, don't you guys think working remotely is going to make our industry an even bigger race to the bottom with more com- people, people competing for the same jobs? I don't necessarily think so. Like, Wouldn't they be there anyway or... Were they not? Yeah, I mean the the thing is, I if anything, I don't I don't know if it'll be a race to the bottom. I think like the big studios will have more opportunities to hire some better people. You know, I think because they're able to get them remotely now. mm -hmm. You know, I think it boils down to leadership. Oh, sorry, I I thought you were done there. No, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. with a leader, proper leadership, I think that you can maintain, you know, a good company culture and get everyone continue to be excited in it because, you know, any, any place that's looking at the numbers only and optimizes for things along those lines, mm-hmm. then yeah, you could reach out and find, 
you know, whoever is going for the cheapest rate, which probably is going to be out of the country. And, you know, yeah. there's going to be snags with that due to just, you know, uh, even language differences or just differences mm -hmm. in you know work ethic or just idealism or anything like that. And I, I think that a lot of companies would fray themselves apart if they weren't careful about doing that. I think that it's really important mm -hmm. to be selective with who you're hiring anyway. And then if you're, if you're in the business to have, you know, a successful studio and it for to be successful for you as well as for the people that are, you know, working for the studio, then I, I think that mm -hmm. that can maintain itself. And I think the work will be much better so those, I think those you know, studios that can figure that out can act as a, uh, an example for other studios. You know, but I mean, surely mm -hmm. there's going to be places that just do that race to the bottom and, you know, no one would want to work for them because they would do yeah. bad work and they and would be terrible the thing, to work at. Like the, the race to the bottom usually is more about the stuff like, you know, let's say Roto, for example. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really creative about Roto. It's kind of yep. a mindless process and you sit there and do your thing and yeah, you can outsource that to another country for pennies. Which we have. Which we've done before know? because <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do it. And it's like, that's yeah. valuable. And But there's no way you're going to outsource creativity in that same way. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. And don't tell yeah. me AI yeah. is going to do it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I think AI is just going to help people that are already creative. Yeah, and right. It'll mm -hmm. make them mm -hmm. yeah, more productive, potentially. Right. AI is not going to yeah, come up with some yeah, I, good idea I for yeah. Yeah, I understand your comment. Simple economics, more workers yeah. available means lower rates because studios can kind yeah. of well, their per, pool. Per, but yeah, there's also I, perception I there, right? It's like, what is that right. job that you're hiring for? Is it something that is you know more distinguished, or is it more like Roto? Right, and yeah. you're also thinking in a generalized standard. You know, like a lot of like take. Already been chewed, for example, you know, like anytime. And I know this just because, you know, we talk a lot. I'm using them as, as an example, uh, but I'm sure a lot of other studios do this. Whenever Barton's looking to hire someone, <clears throat> at least locally, he looks all over the world. He hired someone from right. Australia, you know, because they fit their specific you know, way of doing things, yeah. you know, their culture, he, they had the skills and, yeah. that he was looking for, you know? And I think a lot of studios would still like, if they were still working locally would still hire people and fly them or like move them to that lo locale, you know, now it's just saving them some money because they don't have to move them there. Well, you know what gosh, I'm saying? Think about anybody in California right now. If you're going to do that, right? you're going to outsource. You're not going to, you're not going to, uh, bring a, Californian on board because they're going to want too much for their day rate. Yeah, it's going to not be so great for that, to be honest. That. You know, unless but you're it's, already it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity for people in Texas or uh, yeah. these states mm -hmm. where you can get a McMansion for you know an, a fraction of the price you can get a house in California. But it's true. There are there's good opportunities, like Matt said, like before any of the big studios it's almost like you just you have to move to california you got to move to yep. new york and yeah. and but now there's more opportunities for people yeah. like us who are just freelancing wherever yeah, yeah. you can go I'm live at the that, north pole yeah i'm thinking in the future <laughs> we'll see places pop up in areas you don't expect and places like north carolina or texas where the overhead can mm -hmm. be much lower and you know yeah. maybe like overall prices might go down a little bit but that doesn't mean that the margins would be worse in fact i think that they could easily be better for everybody because all those costs mm -hmm. could be down you know again i think that yeah. again, boils down to 
you know, because if you're making decisions solely based off of how much things ostensibly cost, then you're mm-hmm. not really doing business very well to begin with. Because you know mm-hmm. the you're if you're doing it based on more of a more of a value metric, then you know it's like if you do something great right. and it's going to be very valuable for the company, then you know your rates ought to reflect that, not how much it costs to have an apartment in California, right? You know that that's like a yeah. factor for you know pricing it because it's like you want to price mm-hmm. it based on how much you know what the earning potential is but right yeah. like if, if you were going to hire somebody straight out of a college for five hundred dollars an hour to work on a 3d piece but your mm-hmm. option was to pay two thousand two thousand to get beeple mm-hmm. yeah i mean like, people has all the street cred yeah right <laughs> yeah it, it's it's yeah you're you're gonna just pay for what's good you know, you're yeah. just going to pay, you're going to get yeah. that value. Like you said, it's all about the value. It's, it's about like, is this person going to make this thing successful? Yeah. You know, if I've got a client who's like super high profile and they want something very specific, you know, again, mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, well, we want sp- the style of Spider-Man and we want it to look just like it and we have the budget for it. Well, okay. Well, I'm not going to hire three animators at this price that I've never heard of. I'm going to hire right. one animator at yeah. this higher Let's price hire someone who worked on <laughs> right yeah, the actual yeah. Yeah. Worked on, yeah exactly yeah. why not totally get fried <clears throat> fried pickles right yeah, yeah. fried pixels i know everybody <laughs> it's the joke that's, that's, name, the, joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the joke yeah <clears throat> yeah what do you uh what have you worked on here is always the problem right as much as you can say because you never yeah. know ndas mm-hmm. and such what have you worked on in the past that was like your favorite thing or maybe even a few things. Oh, uh, one of the things that I thought was pretty fun was this company called Adam Limbs approached us, and they are doing next generation prosthetic arms, and uh, that's the kind Whoa. where it has the neural uh, link between your arm, so that you can you know open and close your hand and everything. So it's uh, mm-hmm. you know searching for those impulses. I don't know how the technology works; it's beyond my pay grade. But uh, you know we were helping them conceive of what a more you know friendly kind of like. Um, more design focused arm might look like because a lot of times they're very you know practical utilitarian it's just like you know it yeah. looks like very you know <laughs> it's just like it's just it, a hook yeah it's just like it's, it, it's just the machinery <laughs> itself you know? with a hook <laughs> so you know I, I was on that project to uh, design you know the arm for them and it says like their engineers will take it from there to try to make that a reality but i thought that was very exciting and i i definitely do want to do more of that sort of stuff you know, cause it, it's pretty crazy to know that that's going to have like a real world, you know, impact later on. You know, right. like it might look different than what I designed, but, uh, still cool right. to be involved in that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm looking at the, their website right now. What, so like, did they, that's, that's a really cool idea. Like, so did they have the tech already built? They just needed it to look cooler you know pretty much yeah because i'm looking at their video Hmm. versus like what's obviously a 3d modeled arm yes you know that 3d modeled arm looks sick it looks good (laughs) that was actually the first time i used zbrush (laughs) really that project yeah (laughs) so that that was the opportunity i was like i get to finally you know use this because uh doing that with cinema sculpting tools wouldn't have been as easy no i had a, a co-worker on that one who you know made the the main shapes and everything and then i was able to you know bring it to its final state there so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I like all these things that are like 
MoGraph adjacent. You know, is mm-hmm. right, you know, right, right, right. That's yeah. kind of like how I would picture myself. Like I, I'm on like the fringe of all these things. Like you know, I'm interested in concept mm-hmm. art and this sort of stuff. But then you know, motion graphics is I think just a, such a great way to showcase anything and everything because you, know, you can do whatever you want. You know, if it's moving and it's a graphic, then you know it's motion graphics. <laughs> it's right, really right. broad. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Brett, going back to the that other subject. Um, and he says, I do feel for the juniors back in the office was great to yes. help them train. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. good point. It's well, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people who are coming out of college are like, oh, I want to go freelance. And and, the, and in general, most people are like, you know, if you have time and you're able to go work in a studio for a little bit right out of college, it's such a great idea. And that's the reason mm-hmm. you've got. Yeah. When you surround yourself with this this talent, you, you absorb it. it. Here's what I will say, though, like, you know. Back when we were juniors, you know, fresh out of college. I still, going, I'm still a junior, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we would go, we'd have a job and we'd learn a lot from someone up, someone higher up specifically because there, there wasn't resources out there for us to learn this stuff. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you know. If someone wants to learn motion tracking or, you know, ZBrush or something like that, you can easily buy a course or go onto YouTube and find this stuff. And then with like meetups and Slack groups and stuff like that, you become a part of this and it's like you can very quickly through these avenues work your way up from junior to senior in a very, in a very quick fashion, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there is definitely something to be said about the junior artist uh, because <laughs> I think a lot of times, you know, there's this insecurity involved where it's like you want to get into the studio or something like that, and it, if you're not good enough to, you know, get yourself into a studio that is, you know, working at a higher level where you're going to mm-hmm. excel both technically and creatively, and you're going to learn from people that are very good, then you're going to have to settle for a studio that's probably going to have you be more of a pixel pusher and then you know they're going to want to use you more of a pair of hands and Mm -hmm. with that Mm -hmm. i would say you know that isn't really like studio experience like what we're talking about here that's uh getting paid for doing work and i think at that point in time it's it's really important to acknowledge that you know your time is way more valuable than the money that you're earning so i would not want to be working at a place that's going to demand you know extensive hours of my day i would want to work for one even if like the work seems like a downgrade from another one that's like adjacent to it i would rather do the one Mm -hmm. that has me working less hours so that outside of that i could continue work on personal things to finally you know migrate into a studio so i would definitely think of yourself as like you know what do you call it like someone that's like moving around a bunch like no like think that you're like a pioneer a nomad Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's a yeah. much better mindset to be in so that, you know, it's like to know that this isn't the end destination, that, you know, your destination to get elsewhere. And that's going to involve, you know, learning how to do new things and, you know, making things that look good. You know, back to like the stuff at the beginning, it's like, you know, if there's any kind of technical thing that you can pursue so that you can provide that as a service to some things, and that mm-hmm. is also useful. Because, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not just about like whether or not you're a creative person, because if you can't demonstrate that, then no one would ever know. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is why right. you have to do dailies and things that, or, or whatever, yeah. or projects that show what you want to do so you yeah. get those jobs. But there's also nothing wrong with taking a job that might be like 
super cookie cutter-ish for a while. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. the place that Matt and I worked at way back in the day, it was just like, it was just a, a factory, you know, it was assembly it was. line system, just logos, extruding logos, making logos, flipping around mm-hmm. and light them and do all yeah. that stuff a thousand billion times. And it's like that. To the same song. Yeah. To the same over song. Over over but over the thing is, like, you've got that experience now. If somebody wants me to make a logo right now, bam. I'm 45 minutes. Knock that thing yeah. out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you Something got a simple. lot of mileage on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's at 10,000 yeah. hours, you know? And and mm-hmm. and all these little minute little tricks and tips and things that you learn and it's second nature and all of a sudden it's like you can just bust anything out you know in a few minutes yeah. Um, yeah but what do people do now what do juniors do now that can help them kind of get that feel if if they're not in a studio do you do you like get in Slack channels or Discords do you take classes I don't yeah. know if. You know, I'm not expecting y'all to have the answer to that, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that was my answer. <laughs> like if you don't, it, it, that, that's that's the joy of you know joy of today is that you can you can find the answer to anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anytime any one of us when when we were younger wanted to or when we were earlier in our career wanted to learn something. You'd see so many people incorporating all the Grayscale Gorilla tutorials in their reel because, mm-hmm. you know, that was the newest thing that we learned because there wasn't a lot of resources yeah. out there, mm-hmm. you know. I think something that's important to remember mm-hmm. is that, you know, being good at being good at motion graphics isn't measured by how few tutorials you need to watch. It's generally the people who I know who are the best are ones that watch more, actually. They'd be like, yeah, I watch like yeah. stuff all the time. I'm always trying to learn new things. I, that's mm-hmm. like the mindset to be in, not like, you know, I'm not good because uh, I don't know how to do this dynamics process or I don't know how right. to do whatever it is. It's just like, I forget stuff all the time. You know, <laughs> I don't remember anything. Oh, man. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like, you'll do you'll do a project and then you'll find like, like, for example, if I was jumping into aces or something like that, yeah. you know, I've done it before. Can I explain to you how to do it now? No, no not you'd have at all. To go back, and then you'd but be like, "Oh I yeah, go that's back right." Because I know the exact tutorial that I need to look up yeah. in yeah. order Andre to LeBron. tell me how to do my right. setup. Yeah, because you're, you know? you're getting better yeah. at learning and you know figuring right. stuff out more than you are getting better at like motion graphics as like right. some kind of actual entity. <laughs> you know, it's it's really yeah. amorphous. Or you, yeah. you're like, I know I knew, I used to know how to do that thing. I used to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. And you Google it, and it's your own tutorial. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah I, I've told My, some people, it's like, I got to start making tutorials so I can remember how to do things. <laughs> so I can have yeah. this yeah. reference back for myself. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, it's such a great way to like really like lock in something in yeah. your own brain is to explain it to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. My favorite thing is when I can when I remember when I need to know how to do something and it's a, the, the, the place that I remember is a really obscure, like, uh, uh, like presentation from like four years ago yeah. at like a SIGGRAPH one and like you've got to remember who the person is and then find it exactly I, I don't know there's been mul- multiple times where I'm like okay I remember how, who the presenter was and what they were presenting it was on, on Lester Banks it was, in 2009 I can't remember <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was SIGGRAPH or NAB you know mm-hmm. yeah it's always it's harder funny. when it's, it was a part of like an hour long talk and you're just like at some mm-hmm. point I know that this yeah. was mentioned in there <laughs> 
<laughs> there was something digging. EJ like, did like that once, and it was yeah. like, oh, it was on one of his character animations. Okay, well, that's yeah. going to be easy. Uh, yeah. Let me just look up all tutorials <laughs> on characters that yeah. EJ's done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was one that uh, Russ Gautier did uh, in like 2018 or something like that. That I, I was like, okay, I need to reference that one. And I even hit him up after the project was over. And I was like, hey, I, 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 you used your, your presentation from, you know. Yeah. I don't know. On Colorama. <laughs> what, are you, what are you working on coming up? Do you have anything you can talk about right now? Yeah. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> uh, we, we recently, uh, this was a really short you know, project. Um, there's this game thing called like Blancos so I, I was mm-hmm. uh, involved with making an E3 trailer for that which was it was just uh, a you know, fun little short turnaround thing so it's, you just have some character animation and you know we're lighting it so it looks kind of like vinyl toys uh, so that, that wasn't m- the That's most cool. complicated thing but yeah there, there's other exciting things that we're presently working on which uh, will be live you know like later in the year you know stuff like that so mm-hmm. many things I've worked on where it's just like this might you know, be public facing in two years. It's like, great. Right. You know, and that's partially why right. I have like no 3d work available as all these projects I was on. It's just like, this, we're in like the, the previs, you know, development, you know, pre-production stage mm-hmm. right now. So it's like, damn, I can't do anything <laughs> with that. Yep. Or finishing up a project that doesn't, isn't released for like another six months. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we haven't updated our reel in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our stuff all is NDA, NDA, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's NDA. It's NDA and for the, and for the meal. So for neither meal, of those yeah. go on the website. Yeah. Kind of sucks. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. not yeah. for the real, only yeah. for the meal. So. <laughs> that's a good line. I'm going to start using <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> for the meal yeah. for the real. Uh, let's go to some links real quick before Rograph Rograph recommends Rograph recommends that's Dorpy's version right? right when he's hanging out with Scooby Doo um, so if you had been following uh, Raphael Rao working on his uh, his Game Boy holy yeah. crap oh my god the animated version of this that was gorgeous yeah it was oh yeah. that was beautiful yeah all those components and everything and the way they're yeah. rendered out. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. I'm curious incredible. if he like actually like took one apart or like had right? one and took one apart right? or whether he like just found images online. We need to get know? him on the show again. It's been a while. We do. It has been yeah, a while. It has been a while. Yeah. His stuff yeah. was very helpful for me getting into Octane in the first place for sure. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. here. Same here. Yeah. Freaking genius with the, amount of texture knowledge and yes. rendering knowledge mm-hmm. so make sure you check that out and then also i uh, wanted to mention steve bell steve bell is mm-hmm. uh, an architectural animator and uh combines drone stuff with architectural and he posted something the, the way i found him this week was he posted something on the octane group and i was just scrolling through my facebook feed and I don't really think anything of it. I didn't actually think it was a render. I saw the shot, and I was like, oh, that's a cool drone shot. Man, that's a that's a crazy-looking facility. And then I realized it was not real. It was done in Octane. And I was like, man, this is impressive. And I started going through, and I started looking at his stuff, and I'm like, man, we really need to talk. So already, I hit him up on Instagram. He agreed. He's going to be on the show. we got to work out a time. But I think it would be cool. fun to have 
an architectural show. So we'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll post a link so you can check out that stuff ahead of time. But uh, let's go to MoGraph Recommends. I have to use the restroom. I'm beating you to it this <laughs> time, Matt. Awesome. So I'm actually good. Oh, okay. I've been real good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I had the I, monster I energy. I don't so. know. This morning, like, you know, I, I've been trying to not drink a bunch of caffeine in the morning, you know? So, like, I only mm. had my first drink, like, maybe a couple hours ago, you know? So, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. Good. Fired up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to... It was a Monster Energy drink, and I drank it very fast. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, uh, I can start it off. Yeah, do it up. Uh, movie is Mograph first, right? recommends. Yeah. Uh, first, yeah, first one is favorite right. movie. BRB. That's, that's for me, right? <laughs> that is for you, yes. Um, well, I would say I have some movies that are super inspiring it to me. It doesn't have to be favorite of all time. It could be favorite of all time or favorite current. Yeah, I can give you I can give you two good examples. So it's like there's some there's some movies that are just super inspiring to me just cuz like mm-hmm. the scale, the complexity, like a movie mm-hmm. like 2001 or Synecdoche, New York or, you know, Eternal Sunshine, yeah. there's like where it's all layered yes. and everything. I think those are super yes. cool. But there's also ones that are just so eminently rewatchable and it's, it's like, you know, right. it's not even a guilty pleasure, it's just like a fun movie. And for me that would definitely be right. like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I love those movies, okay. especially the first Man, one. It's like you know what? amazing. The first time I saw that one in the theater, I went into it expecting nothing, and I was blown away with how well it, how well done it was. It's such a fun ride. Like, yeah, m- my favorite part of that movie is when they're uh, when they're like you know sword fighting, and they're jumping from like shoots of light. You know, and they keep on switching back from like, you know, skeleton to normal person to skeleton to normal person. I think it's a perfect movie. (laughs) That blew me away. I was like, this is such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, really, really. I mean, it's it's super tight. You know, everything about it. There's nothing I would change about that movie for sure. No, it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's just also Lord of the Rings, obviously. I mean, like cinematic masterpiece, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So th- th- that's those <laughs> those are realms chat. I travel in. <laughs> what are they saying? Oh, yeah. Mike Myers can no, the hat. Th- that's that's actually true. That's my brother. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love Cat in the Hat. It, it, really? Yeah, it, it's one that of those is things. An awful movie, though. But hear me out. Hear me out. So, okay, if you like Mike Myers at all, you know he did the Awesome yes. Powers things. He took that character right. and then just you know ran over Cat in the Hat. Like it just uh-huh. didn't do Doctor Seuss any justice to his source material. But at the not. same time, no. they created exactly what they wanted to. Like when you look at it, the production design is actually immaculate. Like everything about uh-huh. it, like looks really good. And, if you interpret it like this is some weird interdimensional Stephen King cat thing that's haunting these kids, okay. it's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> so okay. give it a watch again and then see what you think. But okay, if you so turned your brain, don't off, go it's fun. into it. Don't go into it yeah. thinking uh, uh, a lovable Doctor right. Seuss novel. Yeah, see, it, go into it thinking WTF. Yeah, just with this. Just movie. let it be what it is and acknowledge that right. they made exactly what they wanted to make. Because apparently, <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but like the director was like this novice director. Then Mike Myers essentially just like micromanaged him and then made the movie that he wanted to make. So it just steered it in That's a totally funny. different way. But yeah, if you're going into okay. it expecting something like Paddington, then you'd be disappointed. Because Paddington is actually a nice family movie. It's a wonderful movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, Both one and two are fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But Cat in the Hat is just like this drug fuel. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just reading the comments now that I'm back. I'm like, so was your favorite movie Austin Powers? No, it was <laughs> oh, okay. No, that was that was one of the I just few. Mike Myers. <laughs> we, we were talking about pirates it was before that. Pirates oh. of the Caribbean. Okay, the original Curse of the Black Pearl. You okay, know. Gotcha, gotcha. Very good. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I had only recently. Well, not recently. Like after they had all been released, like the the second and third and fourth, that big trilogy that they did. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the second and the third. Yeah. But they did two, like two or three back to back. You know. And it's like they tied together, and I didn't see those until years later. And I heard a lot of people just be like, "Oh, there's so many stories upon stories," and you know. But I loved it. Yeah, I, 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 I always think the the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are they're just. I mean, I, I can't. I can't think of they're good. Yeah, movies. I, I can't think of any better you know fresh to screen adaptation than that because a lot of times it's mm-hmm. just like it was a book or as a comic or it's a remake. But Pirates is just this like a, a brand ride. new story. And yeah, you know, it's just based off a of ride. Yeah, so to me that right. makes it more impressive than the majority of films that have come out in the last decade. Right. Even if you're not as big of a fan of the second and third, you know, you still got to admit right. like the creativity involved with like the you know the sea mm-hmm. people and everything and the the lore that it builds. I mean, to do that yeah. just in yeah. a movie and not in like a book or a comic series, I think is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that it's based off of a ride. Yeah, I think yeah. like you know. I mean, is if anyone has seen the Country Bear Jamboree movie, <laughs> it is awful, so bad. Oh, I'm waiting for them to come up I've with a seen. movie based on the teacup ride. That's going to be <laughs> be the next one. The, the teacups uh, come uh, to Scarlett life. Scarlett Johansson is doing a movie based off of the Haunted Mansion, I believe. Even oh, yeah. though I'm pretty sure that could be uh, okay. Uh, they already did one, with Eddie Murphy, and then right. The Rock has his uh, coming out for the Jungle Cruise, which is. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to do the formula again, but you know, like uh, the synthesis was there with the original, and you can't, you can't, yeah. Lightning doesn't always strike twice. Maybe it will, but right, you know, right. The Jungle Cruise. I feel like that'll be like that. What was that snake movie? Not snakes on anaconda. I think it's gonna be like anaconda or something. Anaconda was so bad. God, I forgot with uh, J Lo. Wasn't wasn't it J Lo? Was it J Lo? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. That was like was, 20 yeah. years ago, right? I saw that in the theater. Yeah, so oh, did I, because I, I worked at the theater. At but... least 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah I missed wow. that one. Doesn't seem like I'm missing much. <laughs> Anaconda. Uh, so where are we at now? We have music now? Music? Uh, we No, TV show. Oh, did you already do music or no? No, we just did no, music. No, we have yeah. music next. Oh, yeah, music's next. Well, um, I, I listen to a bunch of weird <laughs> 25 stuff. 25 years ago, Dave. <laughs> God. What is 25 years ago? Anaconda. Anaconda. Oh, damn. That's old. No yeah. way. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Surprising. Old. Yeah. God, there's, a, sto- there's a storm building right here right now really big. I really hope it doesn't, like, take take out our interwebs. Big, um, exciting way to end. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Go out with a bang, literally. Uh, music. When you're working and when you're not working, do you listen to the same thing? Uh, I, I generally don't listen to music when I'm working. Sometimes I do if it's going to be like, you know, I know I'm going to be pushing buttons for a while and I don't need to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll, I might yeah. even turn a podcast in if it's like really, you know, mm-hmm. like grunt work sort of stuff. 
But if I have to think about it, I don't listen to music. I listen to a bunch of different random stuff. Like my Spotify, like year in review thing. It's just like, it was like Philip Glass, which is like this, you know, a uh, symphonic mm-hmm. composer. And then mm-hmm. there's like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is like this Australian psychedelic rock group. Why do I know? I know that. That sounds like something some Matt would yes. listen to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Might, yeah I, I like him a lot. And then there's also like, you know, Kanye West and then like Vaporwave mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem with like putting things just on ambient, like listening to Chill Hop on Spotify is it completely skews those results. You're like, don't yeah. you wish you could take the Chill Hop out of it so that all your recommendations weren't all like whatever random genre you put on in the background? I mean, I, I generally yeah. pick things explicitly. It's just that I, I have like certain feelings and like vibes that I want to like when I listen to music, it's like because you know, maybe if I want something that's more intense, then I would go for something like, you know, Carpenter Brute or Perturbator, if you know those guys. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know if you know Hotline Miami, there's that game that came out, you know, it, it's just, it's very, mm-hmm. like, heavy, you know, synth, kind of grungy, you know, rock, stuff like that, or, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, something even like Death Grips, which is loud and is like loud rap yelling. So it's just like whatever okay. I feel like at the moment, that's kind of like I'll find something that matches that. <laughs> My problem is that I end up getting like, oh, your your top song of the year was the song that we play to intro the MoGraph podcast. It's like, okay, <laughs> can I exclude some of this stuff, please? Yeah, yeah. My but, top song of the year was The Wheels on the Bus because it's oh. the only thing that will put my kid to sleep. <laughs> That's when my daughter has her own Spotify account. My kid Smart. does, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you, you mentioned podcasts, too. What kind of podcasts do you listen to, if you do? Um, I will generally listen to things if some kind of scientist or like mathematician or you know technologist Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know that's largely what i listen to you know i don't i don't like listen to any particular podcast regularly and i haven't really gotten into any of those and there's like one that's called like reply it or something like that right oh reply all yeah yeah yeah. some people have you know sent me a couple of those and you know i thought it was enjoyable but a lot of times Mm -hmm. for me the podcasting is because i'm interested in hearing about like what a different industry you know is like or you know sure largely that kind of stuff yeah i hear good things about reply all i haven't had a chance to even check it out yet but yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's the name of it if that's if we're thinking of the same one yeah i believe we are Yeah. Yeah. yeah Now back circling back to the TV shows now, Kevin. Looking at you, okay. Kevin. Where is he, he at? He already he said it. Just in case. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send Three Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro budgets with skeleton crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do... 
tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, Your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. TV shows. What TV shows do you listen do you listen to? Do you watch? <laughs> uh, presently, you know, the roommates and I have been watching Ozark because I hadn't seen it and they all had and they really liked it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been really enjoying that so far. I think it's been, you know, super well written. So I've enjoyed that. You know, it's definitely like a kind of spiritual successor in some sense to like Breaking Bad. Uh, but it's more, you know, it's yeah, a little bit more that. granular and everything. So I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I also checked out... Um, the Castlevania animated series more recently. Just because yeah. I wanted to How look into it? that. The animation is pretty great, and you know I, I enjoyed you know watching it for sure. And uh, I don't I don't generally watch too many. T- I, I've been watching the, the, all the Marvel shows just because you know I, I think they're. Mm-hmm. I, I like to do these like fun popcorn movie kind oh, of show things too. Loki, Loki, Loki. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying that one too. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I hear good things for sure. Oh my gosh, it's it. it is the best show on TV right now. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, has anybody does a, a, a has anybody done a an Ozark mashup with Arrested Development? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good like, idea. Yeah, like a oh. fake. You know what I'm saying? That would be funny uh-huh. if they could figure out a funny yeah, way one of those, to do like, that. Trailer kind of edits yeah. where you make it something mm-hmm. else, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You could do that for sure. <clears throat> And and beyond that, there's also just you know Rick and Morty came back, so of course I'm of course. watching those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Me. Was there a new one last night? There I was. Remember. I need to rewatch okay. it. I was um, I was watching like it. a few days after the fact. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I never watch anything live. It's yeah. always the day after because I don't want to like I pay for cable, but it's such a pain to deal with cable and like the the hookup and everything mm-hmm. for your cable. You know, and then it's all on Wi-Fi. It's not directly connected, so it doesn't even work half the time. So I just, I just wait a day. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. I just use Matt's login, and (laughs) no, actually, I have uh, just for Rick and Morty. I have a uh, YouTube live account so that I can log in and watch. We watch it live. Like there's something very old school about like no ten o'clock. On Sunday, yeah. we're going to be... At, yeah. you got to be there right when it starts, or you got to miss it, or you got to wait until 1 a.m. to catch it again. Yeah. yeah. Time's gone by. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the one they had, I think, last week with the the superhero woman that was supposed to be like uh, Captain Planet, oh, Captain that Planet, was a yeah. great episode. <laughs> yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I always love how creative they get with some of these episodes. Like, the concepts are <laughs> always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We jumped around a little bit, so let's see. I'm going to go to, without mentioning a render engine, what is your favorite plugin to use? Uh, well, X-Particles is always cool just because it Love enables you to do yeah. particle stuff better <laughs> or more easily than you would otherwise be able to do. Um, but beyond that, um, well, actually, Rocket Lasso came out with a Ricochet plugin, which I've used on a couple mm-hmm, projects mm-hmm. recently. So, I mean, that's just like, if you want to have a spline reflect off of anything, this would be, you know, it's, it's the way to do mm-hmm, it. Yeah. It makes it way easier. So that's actually pretty helpful. And then um, it's not yeah. really a plugin, but I think Embergen is very cool. Uh, it's You can I'm, make yes, the smoke yeah. stuff outside of it and just export yeah. the VDB sequence and bring it in. And, you know, I, I think that yeah. all be using that more in the future for sure anytime i need to make a yeah. volume simulation 
you know, yeah, as, as far as there, somebody but. who likes TFD, I, th- I think I'm really going to be into it once it once it's like yeah. native yeah. inside of cinema or something. Yeah. Like, you know, you know uh, I think that, you know, Autoy was planning on integrating it and that'll be very cool. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if you have like an intuitive sense for how to put those things together, I mean, gosh, you, you'll mm-hmm. be able to do some crazy stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. It's the same kind of concept of what we were talking about earlier once like GPU yeah. really hit and you're able to do this stuff in real time just to be able to like be mastering these cool tornado creations and fire yeah. and yeah. all this kind of like, yeah. you know, just in real time, man, that's so much fun. It's like being a kid and playing yeah. with toys. It, it, it makes me think of like, you know, playing with action figures as a kid where I'd like, you know, I'd make yeah. one like hit the other, but in my head, there's like this, you know, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> style, you know, like energy blast coming off of it. So pew, 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 <laughs> You're making sounds while you do it. Yeah, for sure. You Absolutely. know, <laughs> explosion. Yeah. <laughs> like smack them into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, here comes the rain. I hear it. I hear it. It's coming. Uh, so far, so good. All right, uh, the next question is... you got a lot of me singing this episode. Your go-to app on your phone. Uh, What's your muscle memory? Are, are you uh, an Instagrammer? Are you a TikToker? I, I am on Instagram more than I'd like to be. Just, be, you know, like when you post there, it's kind of hard to resist going like, did I get a like or something again? And so I'll do it right. accidentally. Yeah. But yeah, TikTok is... Got to get that dopamine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got, yep. I'm, I'm hooked. It's, it's bad. But I, I limit myself, so I'm, I'm safe, you know. Got to go through stories, see the latest clip of Dorpy, his <laughs> adventures, you know. I like I've started liking stories more than I do Me too. Like I I I'll, I'll go through my stories way before I'll go through my timeline. Even I on Facebook too. The timeline. Yeah. I hate Facebook. And Facebook is just silent for me now, man. Yeah. There's just nothing there anymore. Yeah. Politics is gone. I've hit all you the know? people that I don't like. Uh, and now exactly. it's just you and another friend of mine. And everybody just agrees with what you say. So what's the mm-hmm. fun in that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's kind of dead. <laughs> Uh, what about video games? This should be a good one for you. What's your favorite video game? Uh, fun fact: I, I don't really play games too much anymore. After Team Fortress Two, I kind of just stopped playing games for the most part, especially console ones. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. pick up a game. But now that I live, you know, here with you know some buddies, you know, we have the Nintendo Switch, so we'll play you know the yeah. party games like you know actually Mario Party or just Smash yeah. or yeah. Mario Kart, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Did you I, see I, the new uh the new Mario Party game that's coming out? I thought you were going like to say Mario Kart. Where's go- the new the Mario Kart? No, so I I bought the golf one. The golf one is excellent. Yeah, it, it I looks like it. it looks I like crazy, it a lot. yeah. <laughs> and what's cool is like you can you can play multiple people and you can all like tee off at the same time mm-hmm. and it's like first one two in the hole. Yeah. Um, first one in the hole in the least amount, you know, wins, and it's very cool. And you can like run along and kick their ball mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, wow, I, really I've cool. never been interested in a golf game before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Um, um, but there's a there's a new Mario Party game coming out where it's got all the old classic hmm. like uh, mini games and stuff like that, like all the favorite nice. mini yeah. games from all the uh, old. Yeah, games. I haven't seen that yet. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'll do that. I love I'm Mario Party. <laughs> Yeah, I think for the rest of my life, for me, getting older, it's just going to be three games the rest of my life. The most current version of Halo, the most current version of GTA, and the most current version of Mario Kart. And that's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can't yeah. really see much coming down the pipe that I really like get <laughs> mm-hmm. into like that anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll t- I've been following uh, uh, this guy on TikTok, 1980s gamer on TikTok. You know, he like talks about all these old NES games and he live streams all the time. And, you know, he's been playing Super Mario 3. So I just the past couple days, I I downloaded an NES emulator, you know, and I wanted to make sure that it specifically had like cheat codes in it, you know, so that I could cheat because these NES games are hard AF. True, They are so hard Mm -hmm. unless you spent like hours and hours and days and days and days like memorizing when you needed to jump and when you needed to hit and stuff like that those games are hard so i played i played through i played through like three games the other day uh one of them was ninja gaiden which oh, i don't know if y'all ever played ninja gaiden Is on the gaiden NES. Or gaiden? i hear people say it both know. ways and i never knew ninja gaiden <laughs> that's ninja gaiden yeah i yeah. don't know it is the hardest game i've ever played in my life I had it to wear... More than Cuphead, huh? More than Cuphead, Mm. yes. Cuphead was hard in the fact that it was like, you know, like, it was repetitive. But this one was hard in the fact that, like, glitches would mess you up or they were purposely sending as many bad guys to you as possible. I had invincibility, so I couldn't be hurt, but, you know, you'd still, you'd still uh, 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 react to getting hit and stuff like that. These freaking birds... Man, they come out over and over and over again, and you're like, how am I supposed to do anything? So with this, you also have the ability to hit R and L on your controller, and it will rewind time. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So like, I, and I would, I eventually would end up dying because I would run out of time trying to get past the level, you know, but it took me like an hour to beat the game. And then I played Legend of Zelda, like the original Zelda game, you know, with... Uh, uh, infinite hits and stuff like that and I never lose power and that was such a fun game to play these games are so much fun when you don't have to worry about dying <laughs> you know it's like I enjoy it for the adventure mm-hmm. and speaking uh, of losing power I don't want to lose keep, power here we're, oh we're, we're going to have to keep moving before the storm hits so we're going to be in trouble here is it really that so, bad? Uh, this little area right here is yeah it's pretty bad um, so hopefully everything's good here, but I hear a lot of thunder. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, life hack. This is the tough one. And the example we always give Mitch Myers, turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese. <laughs> What's your life hack? And it doesn't have to be something like that. It could be something in productivity or something. A little yeah, I, I don't have anything, you know, clever like that or fun, but <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, I have really enjoyed um, focusing on like habit building and also meditation. Those are two things that I found yeah. very beneficial to integrate into my life, uh, which has been mm-hmm. in the past few years. So I was like, even just like 10 minutes a day of meditation stuff is, you know, great. You can follow anything that you find on YouTube if you, you know, you don't know what to do with it. And then for habit mm-hmm. stuff, there's a book called atomic habits, which I thought was very helpful. And that's kind of like informed a little bit of like how I manage my mornings, for example, like when the concepts is habit stacking, where you do something and then you do something immediately following it. And then, you know, when you reinforce that link from, you know, one activity to the other, just, you don't have to think about it all. It's like every morning I get up and I I go downstairs and I sit on the couch and I draw on the iPad for 30 minutes to an hour. And then I do some reading Mm -hmm. and then I'll do like a workout after that. And so 
yeah, that pretty much guarantees I get those three things done each day. Your morning right. is not filled with like just emails and phone calls. <laughs> I, 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 I had a conversation with Jeremy. <laughs> no, I had a conversation with Jeremy about this the other day. I was I was like, you know, sometimes I, I feel like on the weekends when I have nothing to do and I end up sitting down and just getting in cinema or something at like nine or 10 in the morning with my coffee, mm-hmm. I actually do pretty well and I actually enjoy it. And I'm yeah. like, I wish I could do that during the week. And it's like, why can't I do that during the week? Yeah. It, why don't Why don't right. I just spend two hours in cinema from nine to eleven in the morning and then answer the emails? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's so easy to forget to have fun with it, you know. Yeah. Just because right. you're focusing on all these different things or whatever it is. So yeah. Mm-hmm. A- anything That's that a, takes that, like, some of the out. advice that. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, just uh, anything that makes it so that it's just easier to get into doing something and starting it. Super helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that uh, Simon Homedal said uh, when he was on the show is that when he was starting to learn Houdini, that's what he would do is start the morning with like two hours of Houdini. That's a hard thing Gosh. to do before you yeah, do your is. job. But it's a great way to do it for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. All right. Uh, that is all the MoGraph recommends. So, Matt, are you ready to do the drop? Uh, almost. 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 My, my interest. All right. Almost. Drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source of all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead, as join, uh, joining me as always. That's I always mess up that part. <laughs> joining me as always, Dave Koss, um, and then joining us this week, Joel Thomas. So, um, uh, some good drops and I don't know. It's kind of an off week. Uh, you got, we got, we got one good it's summertime. We got one you good, know. Yeah. Summertime. Yeah. We got, we got, uh, uh, uh we got a, an okay drop coming up this week. Um, but, uh, let's start off with the, uh, the, the big places, Nifty Gateway, Maker's Place. Um, coming up today, we've got, uh, Alex Solis. Uh, I think is that how you say it? I'm super excited sure. about this one. Oh man, it's is so is so solace cool. maybe solace. I, yeah, I think isn't this like the it, it, Alex did one previously with like the the poo pooping things. Oh. I think that was them. I guess you can't view that in China. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, they're okay so like, with the poop. I, but I not think the this poo one is cool. Himself. I really, I, I, re- I really that's, like <laughs> Alex's work. That's so the funny part. Fun. Is in China, it's not about the poop. It's about the poo bear, which is funny. right. Right. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, the thirteenth, we've got a collaboration between uh, Victor Mascarera. Mascarera, I think. Is how you say it, and uh, Frederick Duquette, otherwise known as Fuck Render, yes, um, which is exciting. This is something that they were collaborating on. I guess what's the, what's, the, <laughs> I what's going on? What am I? I love it. Who's wait? I couldn't find any information on it, but I saw this collab incoming. He's thrilled, and I thought it was just so funny. Well, yeah, I like that. Whose hand? I. Who's, I'm pretty sure that's Frederick's. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Love it. That, I think totally that's the it. same sweatshirt he wore when he was on the show a couple weeks ago. I think I, I guarantee you his closet is all filled with just white sweatshirts. There you go. <laughs> I bet. That's so funny. Um, cool. And then on the 14th, uh, we've got Jonathan Thunder 
uh, doing drop on Nifty Gateway. Ooh, I thought this that one was, kinda, was cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh it's Let's see uh, the Hamburglar? Illust- <laughs> illustrative 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 that is know. a Hamburglar. Yeah. So I don't know. Fun little twist on uh, pop culture and stuff like that. Uh fun stuff. Uh next up the 16th uh, and I didn't list everyone. I just picked the ones that were kind of mography and stuff, or you know, you know my rules. If they don't post it, if they don't post a it preview. on, uh, uh, if they don't post a preview or something, I'm just gonna skip them. Right. So we got to know what we're uh, dealing with on here. Oh, Gavin, I saw. Ooh, Smika. Oh, I know all these people. Crypto cubes. I I don't know what this is about. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, are these all cubes that these individual people did, you know, and they're selling them or something? I cubes don't know. from Gavin Shapiro. Right. I don't know. I'd rather have Three the flamingos. Cube but... raffle, 16 creators. Brendan Dawes, you know, Gavin Shapiro. Shams. Yeah, See, Shams. I should ask these people, you know. I don't know. Anyway, so that'll be fun. Huh. Generative cubes. Fun. Coming yes. soon. Um, next up on the 17th, uh, M- M- MBSJQ. I, I don't, I don't know how you say that name. All right. I think it might just be MBSJQ. Does it, is it yeah, supposed M-B-S-J-Q. to be pronounced or I, I don't know. Oh. I thought this one was pretty. Okay. I love, I love rainbowy like, uh, the, uh, the iridescent, uh, the iridescent stuff. Yeah. I really like iridescent stuff. I feel like that's really popular in the space and I, I, Thanks to Ken. Unless it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't fault it. it. You know. I like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I think it's neat. So, <clears throat> made by Studio JK. JQ. Okay. Made, made by, by Studio, Studio J- Okay. All right, all right. Okay, so that's a studio... Okay, See? Yeah. Okay, that's okay, that what I sense. thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stands for something. So, and then there's uh, three drops on Maker's Place this week. The first one is uh, Gala Marissa. Marissa? Gala Marissa. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, they are a, it looks like, like painting and stuff like that brought to life. Kind of some canvasy looking stuff. Know. Yeah. I don't know. So some interesting, morphine. neat little look on it. Um, I did notice, I did notice. So I, I feel like the NFT space is starting to like normalize you know, of course, like, yeah, normalize for example. So Dave, can you do me a favor? Can you go back to the drops, um, on maker's place? Okay. Uh, just click on the top drops area, oh, and then right. remember the one from last week where they, it was like the super surreal esque looking ones. Like you had someone like swimming in a suitcase of water and stuff. Can't remember kind who that of. artist was. Kind of. Let me see if I can go there real quick. But I've noticed like, you know, with oh a oh, lot packaged of the drops, holidays. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's right here next holidays. to David Oriev. Oh, there you yeah, go. Package so, like, holidays. I've noticed that, like, you know, a lot of Perry pieces Cooper. have been going for less money. Oh, and these stuff. were nice. And, and, yeah, I know. See, there's even, like, one remaining on this Marine Cooler one. And um, yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I really liked this one. I'm pretty sure anyway. I have that model, that, that uh, diver model. <laughs> yeah, that diver yeah. model. These are great. Um, oh, this is really yeah. I love this Christmas tree one the ski one in the suitcase it's yeah, pretty cool right. it's really yeah yeah but you're what you're are you saying are you talking about the prices normalizing a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. i've yeah. seen that the prices have kind of normalized yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is cool you know and it's 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 good to see that happening as for you know as a collector you know i haven't i haven't bought a lot lately 
you know, because I've been kind of waiting for this to normalize and stuff like that, as well as a, a few other, you know, personal reasons, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, next up we got, sorry, <laughs> Kevin texted me and really threw me off of my... my uh, About Breaking Bad or the Wire? I'm gonna, no, uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let me just, I'm going to send this in the chat because this is, you're going to have to, you're going to have to bring this up. So oh. I might as well send it to you now. Okay. But we'll go to the next one. The next one is uh, Carl uh, uh, Lagasse, mm-hmm. I believe it is. Leg- the Legasse, dollar. Leg- the one, one dollar. Yeah, I'm, I, see, here's the thing. Here's my problem. I don't know enough about actual fine art, you know, um, uh, to. Is this, uh, is this somebody who's coming from the fine art world? Is that why you're saying that? Yes. So this, okay. this yes, it's a French painter. Mm, um okay. and so i i believe he did this piece called dollar or something or something with the dollar and it became very famous you know i guess it was like a sculpture <laughs> of a dollar right okay it's very well known all I right guess. so it's like a digital version so of that. it's the digital okay. right right gotcha. you know okay. it's like i don't know whatever so that's cool um and then the last one is <laughs> corn? Oh, yeah, hey, you know why? Yeah, Who's heard of corn in a while? It's been yeah. like twenty years since I heard of corn. Corn and uh, Dreamanot mm-hmm. are doing a collab together, and I'm very upset that there is no actual music on this. The work looks cool, you know. Is but this? I've seen a lot of these, like where there's no music, and I'm like, isn't that yeah, the I point? Don't know. But. Where's the ooh da ta ita ita you know? Ooh da ita you know? That's that's what I need. I need I need that. If when I think of corn, I think of that, and I think of Adidas, you know. So uh, anyway, so I guess they just collaborated on the idea and not necessarily with the music. I guess I don't know. Oh, weird. I don't oh, know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So yeah. All right. We've got some friends go, actually that uh, have some drops coming did, up soon, but yes. oh, did, did you, you wanna... see? Did you see the ch- the chat? Look at the chat. Okay, so yeah? apparently, if you want a free Space Jam NFT, <laughs> okay, nifty nifties dot com slash events slash Space Jam hashtag free dash NFTs, and you get it for um, free. I, I don't I don't know. It's going like it's not loading. But Kevin just sent me that, and he said, if you want a free Space Jam NFT, here it is. Oh, see, we took down their site with all three of our listeners. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would really like a free Space Jam NFT. <laughs> I hope it looks... I hope the NFT looks like their uh, looks like their old 1990s website. Is it going to so. be... Is it old Space Jam or new Space Jam? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. All right. Well, we'll make sure so. to link to it in the show notes at least. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Here, let me. Oh, boy. Space Jam. <laughs> Hi, Dorpy. Hey, Matt. Uh, What's up? I know I haven't been talking about NFTs much lately, but it's, it's the summertime true. and it's hot. Mm-hmm. I've just yeah. been sitting around watching Netflix and uh, eating popsicles. Popsicles. No. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Netflix, I'm really enjoying Star Trek, because I, too, like to go where no one has gone before. No, what? Like, I'm talking about the bathroom. Oh, okay. The bathroom. That, that I, was I poop okay, Joe. in places. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got to cut it short. I'm going to get out of here. I got to go to the Apple store and I got to fix my phone. I'm having a problem with the caller ID. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. That was a stretch, dude. <laughs> okay, bye. All right. What do you think? What do you think? Not, not bad this week? Not bad? Hmm? That's pretty hmm? good, yeah. Got to keep good. that writing up. I don't know how long yep. I can do this. Um, I want to give a, a, a shout-out and congrats to um, uh, Paul Robinson. Man, you've been killing it on the NFT Totes. front. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> proud of you. I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, you son. Know, yeah. For uh, but yeah, like the work, the work has been fantastic. And I knew if you just if you if, like event, all of his stuff is sold out, which is great, you know. And he had that one that he released that he told us about on the show last week, and it sold like literally a few minutes later. Yeah. Well, started the bidding a few minutes later, and then went up to like one and a half ETH, which was awesome. That's so great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. I did want to also mention uh, what I was going to say about the scholarships earlier. Wanted to bring it up in the NFT yeah. section is that there are different ways to attach things to the blockchain and do NFTs or 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 whatever uh, that are kind of outside the box. I guess you know we last week mm-hmm. we talked about books. There's so many other ways this can go, and as this is normalizing, I think people are going to really find some great uses for it. So uh, we're mm-hmm. experimenting with this with our scholarship as well because we're going to. Uh, put the scholarship on the blockchain. There's going to be a little certificate and everything with your name mm-hmm. on it, the official seal and the signatures, and then like a little fun animation from the course. But it will be attached to the blockchain, and you will also get a physical piece as well. It's one of those infinite objects pieces, like with the Beeple mm-hmm. frames and, and, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it'll have your little thing there saying... You got the scholarship. Make sure that you do the course and finish it every day uh, mm-hmm. sitting on your desk. Just a reminder to do the course. Um, but I just want to put that out there, too. There's going to be two scholarships for Unreal. There's going to be four scholarships for Houdini. So uh, if you get that, you'll get the uh, that uh, attached to the blockchain as well. Super official, you know. Cool. So I think it'll be a, a fun way to do that. And uh, we'll probably think of some other fun uses for NFTs down the line as well. Yeah. It's the future. It's the future. Man, it's starting to rain hard. Okay. Well, um, uh, let's let's close it up. Um, All right. Let's if, do that. Uh, if you're doing a drop uh, and you have a drop that you'd like to shill on the show, feel free <laughs> to reach out to us um, at info at MoGraph.com and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll shill it. All right. We'll, we'll do that shilling. All right. So let's get out of the drop. The drop. Drop, drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. What's crazy is that I looked on the, the, the radar and it's like, it's literally the tiniest little like thing right, red right on me. Right over you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But it's moving away. Luckily, yeah. we're wrapping up the show anyway. So yep. hopefully we can get out of here before it gets too yeah. loud. It's getting so loud. Yeah. Joel, thank you so much for being on the show. It's excellent conversation. Excellent. Yeah, no, th- thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed talking with you guys. Yeah, man. If people want to find you online, where's the best place to find you and find all the things that you're working on? Well, up until I have a website, it's going to be my Instagram. <laughs> Boy, oh, it's really hard to mirror yourself to point yeah, at it's something. Like being a <laughs> man. Yeah. And yeah, then um, just yeah. down. 
Yeah. And then uh, there's also just, you know, Territory Studios work, uh, which you can, you know, just see stuff I've worked on there. And uh, Territory Studio is hiring right now. So if you uh, if you got Ooh. the chops, if you got the hood spots. <laughs> Remotely as well as in person? Um, it would be, it'd be preferable for people to be able to be in the Bay Area. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But concessions right. are always cool. made if, you know, if their fit is right. Mm-hmm. If the value's there. The value, yeah. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes. Leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps get our ratings up. You can also subscribe to all the things, including our newsletter, which goes out every month or so. I think it was going to go out this week, but I'm going to wait till we have a couple more uh, things solidified that we can throw in the newsletter. So probably next week. You can say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab classic Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, which is the most popular. Uh, Pedro says, uh, looking for people in London as well. That is is right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm biased to America, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Whoops. And then uh, we got the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless you're Uh shams. Yeah. And the MoGraph Blandishment shirt, which is all up on the website. You can check that if out. If you want a uh, Camp MoGraph hoodie, find someone who's going to Camp MoGraph and have them buy you a hoodie. There you go. We'll have those. So. And uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Subscribe. TikTok. Help me get, help, help me get some, more, uh, some more followers we, there. We got to go viral. Viral. Got to go viral. We're going to make a viral video. We need to make a viral video. How much do you charge for a viral video? Yeah. (laughs) For a viral video. So get get those uh, numbers up. Help me beat my daughter at at followers. She's watching right now. She just said hi. Uh, Help me beat my daughter daughter at followers. followers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Facebook, again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, subscribe, and MoGraph.com. Check us out there. You can check out all the info about the uh, upcoming shows and the times and all of that stuff. So uh, that about wraps it up. So until next time. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Joel. Have a good one. Later, yo. Thanks. I got that summertime, summertime sadness. Who sings that? I don't know. Keep it that way. Keep it that way. Where he was headed. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what? 
MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.